what is up wrestling friends and family welcome back to chat grappling cheap pops with me jb and the best chris in all of wrestling podcasts mr chris dread where it all begins again episode 101 right holy shit we begin at the beguine and we uh <laughs> how did that escape us a hundred episodes because we're a fucking couple of plonkers. That's, That's right, because we're a couple of wallies, yeah? Like, proper <laughs> wally breaks. Um, I mean, bro, 100 episodes. I mean, that is no mean feat. Um, so, yeah. Big if we, if we knew, we would have said. But, you know, shout out to yeah. everyone that's been along for 100 episodes. Let's make another 100 and let's start with this one and have some fun. What's going on, bro? Oh man, I mean, there's a there's a lot going on. There's um, you know, CM Punk was popping up all over the place. He was he was on SmackDown. He was on Raw. He was on NXT. He was here, there, and everywhere. The AEW fanboy marks are getting mad. They're up in they, their feelings, aren't they? They are all up in their fucking feelings, mate. Um right in the fields um it's a mad time in wrestling you've got impact wrestling aka tna they is coming back as tna so now you know we've gone full circle with that i mean we never stopped calling them tna anyway no. um you know sure. they are now close to or have signed a sort of streaming deal with endeavor or you know very very uh close isn't it signing yeah. a deal with endeavor and yeah you know, we're we gonna see, you know, another TNA guy in the Royal Rumble or TNA female in the Royal Rumble. It could it be that they've made some sort of very low key deal? I mean, TNA were were always like I say, I always had like one eye on them. You get what I'm saying? Like I was always keep it because they they had a, a special place in my heart. TNA. Yeah. They they served the purpose. There were another place where people could go. Um, they've got a nice legacy of, you know, the older stars with the younger guys, and they were the alternative for a while. It's just, you know, they went from not being on, not being very visible, you know, having problems within the management, the ownership, and all this kind of stuff. And it's a shame because, you know, TNA have been around for a long time and they have given a new lease of life to many a wrestler. You know, they were also the platform for people like your fucking, you know, your your Bobby Lashley's, your your um Drew McDonald's, you know, your your um your your AJ Styles, your Samoa Joe's to to get to where they were going. Um even even your um who's that geezer in the uh Del Fantasma, one of the geezers from the Del Fantasma guys, um, was uh, DJ Z or Zima Iron. Oh, okay. In TNA yeah, for years, uh, for years he was. Uh, 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 I, you know, you know me. TNA is not always my thing. I know a bit about it. I know about the the inception and how it became and how it started. You know, it made Ron Killings a world champion. It, you know, truth was NWA world champion. Like, you know, a lot of you youngins might not know that. But, yeah, I, I said this uh, last week, maybe, on the on X, 
check us out there at chat grapple pops i said that in, i said that it, it, tna could have a hotter 2024 than aew i mean you you're probably right bro it's um uh joquin wild from legado del fantasma he was dj z or zima ion um in tna many many years ago i mean he's 37 now if you can believe it but he was in tna yeah uh you know like 2004 or whatever um and he was with tna until 2018 he was with them for a very very long time um you know so there's guys like that that have been working in yeah, Legado del Fantasma. I forgot what they were fucking called. But yeah, I always, in my eyes, that's what I'm trying to say. In my eyes, he's always Zima Ion because I watched him in TNA for 10 years. DJ Z, Zima Ion. So let's talk about a very, very big elephant in, in a room in Jacksonville. Right now, or as of whenever, like, you know, they decide to tell and talk about their numbers. AEW this year, in my right hand, they lost lost $34 million. That's a lot of money to lose. I'm going to make my point quickly. It's a lot of money to lose. Tony Khan doesn't care how much money he loses because he's got seemingly an endless pot of money, which is fine. He's not running it like a business, so it shouldn't be... It probably shouldn't be compared to a business... It's a it's a plaything. It's a toy, you know. By comparing it to a business, it only makes everyone seem dumber than how they were before. It's not a business. It's just a plaything for Tony to get his favorite action figures, mash them together, play, you know, GM mode on SmackDown, or SmackDown versus Raw, or whatever you know game he plays. Um, yeah, he gets to play GM mode all year long. And he gets to come up with the crazy stories, get our AI to write an episode for him. He gets to do all these things. So losing 34 million is probably nothing to him. I mean, it's a lot of money to everyone else, but, but this is not a business. This is the thing. We we have said this before, and it's like, okay, to him, that might not be a lot of money. But I mean, what so we're we the the numbers I've seen as well, we're looking at 34 million dollars that they've lost this year, right? So, yeah. I mean, he paid over forty million for Ring of Honor. Not in twenty twenty three though. No, that was what was that two years ago? Yeah, probably. So, I mean, that's that's not even factored into this year. So they're they're leaking money from every, you know, it's not, it's not a profitable enterprise. So. All these people online saying, you know, it's gonna be this and it's that and it's this and it's that and it's like, well, you know, there's only so long that you, anyone can afford to lose thirty four million a year. Is that he hasn't got an endless pot of money? I think he does. I think the pot is is endless. I don't think it's gonna change. You know, I mean, him, him and his him and his dad are worth billions, right? Yeah, I mean, but does his does his family? I mean, has he got brothers and sisters and that? Not a clue, mate. Not a clue. I think he might, you know, because surely his dad's not just going to give him all of his money. 
Like it, a lot of it will be in assets. A lot of it will be in other stuff. They own Fulham. They own that. And it's like, if you've got to look at it from the point of whoever his financial advisors are or his lawyers or whoever's dealing with the money and that, they, you know, they, if they looked at the Jags or looked at Fulham and said, you've lost $34 million this year. Whoever's financial advisor to Tony Card on AEW is not a real financial advisor. It is a crackhead on the corner. It is whatever it is. Like someone's it's Tyrone saying, Biggums, isn't it? It's Tyrone yeah, Biggums. Someone saying, good idea, I like Tony. Crack. Yeah. I like rocks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's but again, like I say, it, it's if if you were looking at the numbers of Fulham or the Jags and you've gone like we need to have a chat, mate, like this, you know, your outgoings are way over what your incoming is. You've lost thirty-four million dollars. Like and it's not the first year or second year. This company's been up and running for however long. Where however long down the line. You know, so yeah, four years or whatever down the line. So you should have your business model in place to ensure that you're not losing the money. And um, you know, there also what what again what we should probably we may talk about with our guest is Warner Brothers Discovery. CM Punk was a big selling point of TV. For whoever, well, I, ima- I imagine that's how they got a uh, collision off the ground. Yeah. So, you know, Punk not being there and being in New York, as they say, um, is going to be a huge factor of, you know, WWE making a lot more money, um, being able to sell TV for more money to be able to sell this, that and the other. You know, who... It's incredible to me that, I mean, how much money did WWE make in just one quarter? I mean, we're we're not talking turnover, we're talking profit. I mean, they're making, every time they do a show in Saudi, they're making $100 million. Is it 100 or is it 50? I'm not sure. Something like that. It's a lot of money they're making every time they do one of them. So, you know, whether, you know, anyone's, morals of whether that's right or wrong or or whatever but when you talk about a viable business model you've got to, you've got to look at wwe and just say that you can't compare the products you can't compare the two what was who was what was that thing you sent me about you were talking about comparisons who was being compared on twitter talk oh, to a boy okay this was something we saw uh, today. I lose my day sometimes. Possibly, I, or yeah. I think I sent it to you today. Someone, God bless them, they, uh, I mean, there's a couple of comparisons I saw, but this one in particular was a good one. They didn't, they, so people can argue over Seth Rollins and Jack Perry, which is what they were doing. They were arguing about that. Someone else had put a tweet out saying, what does Seth Rollins have that Jack Perry doesn't already have? Sweet Jesus, that's a fucking hell. And then like naturally the other stupid comparisons come out. What did Rick Rude have that Tugboat didn't already have? You know, yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. I mean, to first of all, to even think that Seth Rollins would be going to AEW, first of all, it's not gonna happen. That's it's never other, gonna happen. The, the contract is up in twenty twenty four. Yeah. It's not you... happening, bruv. It's not. It's. It, I can. I can put money on that. 
even I said that um, Mercedes Money ain't going to AEW. I still don't think she's going to turn up. She's still not going to sign. She I might have turned she up. Was, to... Yeah, she was teasing, wasn't she? Yeah, but that's the thing. It was only a tease, bruv. It was only that. It was only literally putting the putting the head in. It was, you know, it, it was, it was a tease for the for tease's sake. But it's not. She's got to be looking at what's going on and going, I want to, I want to go where Punk is now. She was at fucking Wembley. She was shown on screen at Wembley. Yeah. She's not, I don't think she's going to sign for AEW. I still don't think it. I'll, I'll, I'll stick to my guns on that one as you well. She think, think she'll be at the Rumble. I think, I, I think she will at some point turn up at WWE. I don't think it's good for her to go to AEW. I don't think she will. Um, okay. But, so this, um, this tweet, back to so, this tweet. Yeah, go on. You know, you can argue over Seth Rollins versus Jack Perry for days. But if you even try to claim Don Mysterio is in the same league as Darby Allen, I'm going to assume you're a psychopath. Um, okay. I mean, apart from the weird sort of rage in the tweet, Don Mysterio and Darby Allen, that is that's Premier League and League One. And just to clarify, Darby is League One. Yeah, oh, of course. Derby County playing League One as well, just in case. Yeah. Don Mysterio is, if it wasn't for Logan Paul, Don Mysterio would be the, you know, the best rookie that WWE has had in years. And someone who has obviously gotten better in the ring, learned how to work a crowd, everything with it. What does Derby Allen bring you? Apart from stunts. And, and cringes. He, he His is... promos are the shits. Yep. He has these weird like entrance videos, which can be cool in a way, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But it's stunts and it's, you know... It's unnecessary. Getting, po- getting his... pops off of hurting himself. Yeah, that's exactly right, mate. It's getting pops off of hurting himself. It's anyone can do that, though, right? Let's be honest. You don't need to be a skillful worker to coffin drop onto everything and to put your body at risk. You don't have to be a skillful worker to do that. It's yeah. You know, comparing Dom to Derby is foolhardy. Is the word I would use. It's ridiculous. It's, um, I mean, these can't, this is what I was saying. We've said it on another episode. These people can't be real. These can't be real takes. To to even what kind of of mentality or or brain do you have to have to to say something like what would Seth Rollins bring to AEW that Jack Perry doesn't already bring? It's I mean, like even it's, even if you, you can't were, be real, <laughs> even if you're looking at it from a way where CM Punk's first match in AEW was Darby Allen, wasn't it? His first match advertised matches back in WWE, Don Mysterio. Hmm. On the 26th of December, and like at Madison Square Garden. Mm. So, MSG, CM Punk, Don Mysterio. I mean, you got to be doing something right. You know, Dirty Dom, you know, Mummy's going to be up in the mix. Yeah. You know, you're going to have the Judgment Day up in the mix, you know, and then you might even see someone come out and help CM Punk. And then he might be involved in a couple of tag matches. This is yeah. where I'm booking it already, bro. It, it's it, it books itself. You you would you would you would have, 
you know, there, well, there's a there's a picture that's come out recently. Adam Pearce, CM Punk, and Finn Balor. Have you seen that picture that's no. been again been doing the rounds? Um, you know, so that you know, who's to say then it won't be Dirty Dom and Finn Balor versus CM Punk and someone else who comes out to the for the save? You know, wouldn't it be great if it was someone like Cody Rhodes? Can you imagine Cody Rhodes and CM Punk tagging. Yeah, Cody's doing his thing. He uh, he's working the program with Shinsuke Nakamura, but. But now Cody and now. Cody and Punk will be on some sort of some sort of crossroads, as you know, no pun intended. I would say to, so towards the Royal Rumble because they are the obvious favourites to win it. So even even my prediction, which was a a bit of a soft cock prediction about a CM Punk winning the Royal Rumble on the last episode, yeah. um, it, I was just chucking it out there, and now CM Punk's doing promo saying I'm I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. So yeah. you need to fucking watch out for me, mate. There was also the complaint that Seth and Punk did the same sort of promo that Hangman and Punk did. It was the, the only, you know, you know, yeah, it was. It might have been similar, but the difference was way more people watched it. Yeah, and it was better, and it was better because, yeah. and also, it's natural that what Seth is going to be saying is the similar thing to what Hangman's going to be saying because. It's Seth still the same was, guy. Yeah. It's the same guy. Yeah, it's the, it's CM Punk coming into your company, and you're like, I'm protecting this company against people like you, this locker room against people like you. You know, it's it's it, of course they're going to go down that route because that is the angle that they're selling with Seth and Punk. You know, so it. I mean, all these fucking idiots, bro. Talk, oh yeah, AEW, mate. They are not copying AEW, dude. They are they are not copying AEW for sure. Because, because if they did, they would be losing $34 million a year. And they're not losing. 30. They made, in quarter three, $52 million profit in one quarter, WWE. Well. Stick that in your fucking pipe and smoke it. That's one quarter. And that's profit. You know, they're grossing, you know, like $400 But, million. but like I said, WWE is run to be a business. But I, I run AEW, for profit. Yeah, but AEW is still run as a business. I'm sure it is. Of course, they're going to be have people looking at this is the money going out. This is what we need to make even. You know, it's just that you know anyone can run a business at a loss. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this in. At, you know, we can go back to this because we're gonna have to hit the pause button very quickly. AEW is essentially 2003/4 Chelsea. Except for the the you know it's not as successful. Chelsea went on to be very successful with their billionaire owner who just threw money around and you know bought some toys, mm-hmm. bought some good players, you know, big names that went end up playing for Chelsea and winning, you know, the the ultimate goal was to win the Champions League and they did that. Tony Khan is essentially doing that. He's throwing his money around to get what he can and what he what he wants and all this stuff. But it's nowhere near the it's nowhere near the you know the pace of success that Chelsea had. We're what four years in, and he has, apart from them bragging about beating NXT, which didn't work for me. That was you know you're going up against the third show. 
Going up against a developmental. That's like practice. that's like SmackDown celebrating that they're beating Rampage on a Friday night. Yeah, it, it's it, you're beating the developmental brand. NXT ha- always will be and yeah. has been the developmental. Or, or you know when when Dark used to be around. Yeah, oh, the good old days. Yeah, the glory days, right? <laughs> okay, so let's hit the pause button for two minutes. You know, two metaphorical minutes because we'll literally be right back. But let's do this thing. We will see you on the other side. Well, that was a quick break. Uh, we are back and we have a fucking very special guest. We are so pleased he's back with us. He's tired, so we're going to see how it goes. Billy, how are you, my man? I'm right. I'm, I'm actually more of a low-profile guest now than when I've previously been in. So I was, I was associated with bigger podcasts when I came before. It's either Russo's show or K100, but I've just gone back to just doing my regular dirty sheets because, yeah, I just... I think the worst mistake I made was leaving Russo's show because that was a nice comfort zone. But I, R- Russo's very much been, been proven right where he's kind of not going to go after a bigger audience. Where I said, Vince, if you do this, if you do that, or I, I need more people listening to me and I, I, I can't be just stuck behind this paywall or at least if I give a bit of news behind this paywall, when we get it right, get your producer to put it out. And he was like, oh, I don't care. I don't care about these people, bro. And it was very much felt like he was just doing it out of boredom. Like, because obviously Russo got paid out by WCW and whatnot. And he's probably got like lifetime money within reason. I don't think he's got $10 million, but I think he might have one or two. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you're shrewd with that, you don't really need to, to work. But I think he works out of boredom. And doesn't want to deal with pricks. He doesn't want to deal with the, the prickish side of this community, which, if he'd done some of my ideas, would have meant bringing them in. So <laughs> that's a source of frustration. And then I went over to that to, to K100, who has a perception of being cool. And Conan and Disco come off as cool, but the audience is not cool. Um, the audience is that Meltzerish kind of smarky audience. Think they know more than you and. Conan and Disco, they're just very pretentious in a way where it's like, like you, 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 you guys have been in the ring, you've, you've you've wrestled for WCW and you've wrestled for years, and Conan's promoted. It's like, okay, cool, I respect that, but you don't respect me, and you you don't you literally say that you don't want you don't you 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 hate the dirt sheets and you and you hate and you don't respect the opinions of people that have been in the ring. Cool, then do your podcast. Then don't fucking have someone on and say that. This is the which is what they're going to bring to the table. They're going to bring in news. I literally heard this, this this clip the other day where they said, "Oh, they hate spoilers and they hate and they hate they don't, they avoid spoilers and they hate dirt sheet spoilers and and they don't understand why people want spoilers." But literally brought me in to do a news piece on the show. Like they show this show's a mess. It's, it's all over the place. The structure doesn't make sense. They sound bored ninety percent of the time when they got questions. They're bored on their clips. And the the organisation behind the show is just a joke. Like we're we're in a, we're trying to fucking navigate a eight hour time difference, and they're giving me thirty five minutes notice to start a show. Like it's just it was just shit. With with Russo, it's very much the benefits of work. When you you with Russo, you get a sixty two year old, and with a sixty and that's a good thing because you get a man who throughout his life knows what time he wants to knows what wants to know what day he's doing something what time he's doing something. And if he says to you, the podcast is at four o'clock your time, 
at 3.57, he's online. Like, like that. that's it. Like, it's, it's happening. And then he's he's emailing you going, where are you, bro, at 4.01? So, right. and, and you, you you appreciate that when you work with this organisation that is, that is K100. Um, yeah, that, that was probably a mistake. But yeah, I'm, I'm here now with just doing my own um, my own podcast. Obviously, still on the sports gambling podcast as well. I do, I do, I do manage to squeeze wrestling on there on the fight show show. So, um, obviously, if if people have been hiding underneath a rock or whatever, and they don't know uh, Billy Barty, this is what third time on this show, I think, with us um, now. Um, you know, we love having you on because you sort of you you tell it how it is. You're not bothered about upsetting people. And this is why I think people are missing out by not having you on their show. Um, and so you've got your lock bet in and you've got your dirty sheets, but there's you're, you're dropping little nuggets of information. And there was something that I wanted to ask you about. It was something that you, you put on. Uh, I, I can't remember when it was, but I quoted it the other day. And it was about yeah, the situation. Week, yeah. yeah, it was about the situation with AEW. And it was mm-hmm. basically how no one was told anything about what was going on to do with the CM Punk situation. And when they saw him in WWE, they were like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like some people were genuinely surprised to sort of... To... Yeah, that's, that's not my story, though. Do you, know, you do know that, right? There's, so there's, 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 there's websites... Since I broke, so to, to sort of explain what's going on now, yeah, uh, there are websites now that are targeting me because obviously I'm not Sean Ross Sapp and I'm not the established community. There is now um, sort of a sense of um, unrest, shall we say, like that 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 they were all so embarrassingly wrong about CM Punk. Yeah, I categorically said that the deal was done. I knew the deal was done through multiple sources. Um, I, I knew that it was coming in at Survivor Series. Um, I knew that I knew that there was um, merchandise being produced for him. Um, I knew that I knew the match that was going to be had at WrestleMania. Um, I went as far as to book more Rumble tickets, literally have already made that investment for, for my son's birthday and, and told all my friends to confidently book it because he was back. So all this has happened. Um, in addition to that, um, Drew McIntyre has lost the the title match at WrestleMania. So when people were looking at why did he specifically have a bigger reaction to it, which has since been denied, well, it's obvious because his storyline was that he was going to win the belt back in front of crowds, but as a heel. Right. And that's just been fast-tracked to him not winning the belt um, because the CM Punk match goes in at WrestleMania instead. So all of so this is why what you got was a heel turn that looked like it was happening very slowly over time with with seeds. Suddenly, just he got a title match in Saudi, didn't win the belt, and then turned heel and joined the Survivor Series team. None of this was happening before the CM Punk deal was was cemented. So through knowing some of the parties involved in this, and obviously always having a relationship with the marketing people, and always. Uh, being the one who's broken most of the significant stories in the last five years, this the, I 100% knew. What was so brilliant with this one was that I was not joined by anyone. I was alone on my own island. While some like people were guessing, um, the actual established dirt sheets were categorically saying no. The part that I don't understand is 
is that why in this community are people so fucking retarded that Meltzer and Sapp didn't know anything for Al, neither did Mike Johnson. So when they've been so embarrassingly wrong, why do why the day after it happened did were people reporting what Fightful had to say about it? Yeah. I why the fuck in any other industry would you give a shit what a journalist who knew fuck all knew about it? And then this this cunt comes out the next day saying, "Oh, this is the background story. This was discussed. This was what was ironed out." See, and, and three days later, he's talking about, oh, a, Steve, a future Steve Austin match has been discussed. Really? So now you fucking know the in-depth conversations <laughs> he had when um, five days before didn't even know he was coming in and was yeah. denied. So now we're supposed to believe that this hillbilly knows the actual conversations. And these idiots online are believing that he knows that much detail when he didn't know the motherfucking basic detail that he was even coming in. The only person that knew that was me. The only person that stuck his neck on the line was me. The only person who's done a podcast talking about the deal was me. The only person that's on six weeks of podcast saying he's coming in, he's coming in, he's coming in, is me. And it's a tracked and transparent fact. Just like I say with my betting records and stuff, which can be tracked on spreadsheets, the podcasts are all there. They're all dated. They're all time-stamped. It's all on there. You can even match it up to the other things that being said along with the show, you know, with that particular week's Raw, which sort of seeps onto the show. It's all there. It's a direct timeline. But you're not asking me what the deal is. You're not asking me what discussions we had. You're not asking me where it's going. You're asking Sean Ross Sapp and Dave Meltzer, two morons who were completely wrong about the entire thing. I just don't get it. At that point, that was where I made the decision to just throw my hands up and say, do you know what? fuck off like just you can you can now pay for all my content instead of me doing any free content at all my content now is a hundred percent paywall I, i'm not i'm not doing it anymore i can't be bothered I, I don't think anyone deserves to hear me talk for free to be honest like i just i'm just not gonna do it i've done it for 10 years and i've given people like gold for 10 years i've been more reliable than all of these other people been put together um and all it and, and all it comes down to is oh billy Billy, Billy's a piece of shit. Oh, oh why would you? Why, why would I quote him? He's a piece of shit. He's this and that. Okay, please tell me the correlation between being right about wrestling news and political views, because I, I, I don't get it. I, I can have any political view I want. I can, I can defend Hulk Hogan. I can go against this rainbow LGBT nonsense. I, I can, I can, I can say that. Um, I, I can support. Any, any political leader that I want, whether it be Trump or Biden, obviously it's Trump. Um, so I, I can I can do all, I can go against, I can, I can tell people the vaccine is bullshit and COVID was bullshit. And I can say all of these things and you can agree with them and you can disagree with them and I can shit on women's wrestling and you can disagree with it or you can agree with it. But the cold hard facts is, it has absolutely fuck all to do with the news, doesn't it? Yeah. Because that's a statistical fact. It has an outcome. It's the same as when I tell people to bet on things. It has an outcome. You're going to lose money or you're going to win money. It's the same way when I speak about news. It's going to be right and it's going to be wrong. The outcome of my news is that it's correct. It doesn't matter if I'm a bad person. Do I think I'm a bad person? No, but a bad person in woke 2023 is someone with some fucking common sense who can look through all of these bandwagons and political agendas and just look at those and say, that's bullshit. Or we, or we can look at 
old school stand up comedy from the nineties and not want to fucking cancel everything that used to that used to be funny. Like I, I thought it was interesting when um like Chandler Bing died, Matthew Matthew Perry died, and everything I'd seen yeah. about Friends before that death over the last twelve months was Oh, friends was oh, friends got away with this, and friends got away with that, and we sh and they shouldn't have said this on friends, and they shouldn't have said that on friends. Like I saw all these videos about how friends was um, homophobic and how friends was racist, racist, when, yeah, when yeah. Uh, character and all that, and that and that was kind of this narrative that was kicking about, and then someone died, and it was like, oh, we just we'll we'll, we'll jump onto the bandwagon about how great it was. And how sad this is instead. It's just, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of the bandwagon bullshit. I'm so sick of like the social media agendas. Look, I, I'm just going to live like it's still 2000, the early 2000s, because that's when we seem to hit um, the, the most common sense, where we seem to be able to say what the fuck we wanted to say and not have to have stupid opinions. We didn't have to pretend that women, that, or that men who dress up like women, but still have fucking massive muscles and Adam's apples. Knobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we 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 didn't have to dumb ourselves down, but now that seems to be like what we what we need to do. And do you know, what I mean, I could I could go into so many political agendas, but the fact is, the wrestling audience don't agree with with my views. I ain't woke, and therefore my wrestling news. The correlation is I ain't woke, so my wrestling news must be must be criticised. It must be scrutinised. It must be incorrect. It's not suitable to be quoted. Well, I'm sorry, I don't see the correlation. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And Sap is wrong, embarrassingly wrong. Meltzer was embarrassingly wrong and, and I was the only one that was right. And what you're reading there is a targeted agenda where I've been quoted as saying shit I haven't, I haven't said. I haven't done a story right. for two weeks. I haven't done a story for two weeks. I've, I've, been, I've told everybody I'm taking two weeks off. Fuck you. Like, I'm not... The punk story was right. If you're with me, you're with me. I'm taking two weeks off. I'll be doing my Raw and SmackDown review again this week. I haven't said a word. I haven't done a single story for two weeks. They're also There's also someone misquoting me for saying that the CM Punk return's not working and the ratings are down. Right. I said I haven't done a story. Um, is that some turnbuckle bullshit that you're quoting? Yeah, I, that's why I was trying to find it, Bill, because I, I wanted to ask you, bruv. Yeah, I don't work know, for it. Yeah. No, but, the, but this is the thing, bruv. This is why we, we, we wouldn't even have Meltzer and fucking Sap on if we could. This is why we wanted to get hold of you. And this is why we chat with you, because we know that you are right, like all of the time. And regardless, bro, I'll be happy to go back to 2000, bruv. Let me slap oh, some jupe on and have some fucking <laughs> Smirnoff ice. Let's fucking crack on with it, son. You know how much it, fun we were having in 2004. Like... Bruv, you know, it, it was... Oh, here we go. It was, uh, yeah, Billy Barty via exposed turnbuckle. Yeah, I know. My mate sent that to me. My mate sent, my mate sent that through to me. And That's then, why I wanted to ask you, mate. And, and then he contacted them and said, uh, I saw a couple of people saying, so he said, he, he contacted me and he wrote a message down there and he said, loads of people, my listeners have gone there and said, he never said that. And he said, uh, they said, uh, Billy never reported this. And um, the, the guy who runs the website has replied down there in the thread saying, uh, saying, um, why are you all sticking up for Billy? Why are you sticking up for Billy Barty? He's a piece of shit. And then my mates put on there, well, why are you quoting him then? Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> so this is the whole thing. Piece of, sh piece of shit. Cool, I'll take it. Like, that's what you want to... I, I, I don't care. I don't give two shits. I, I've literally made hundreds of thousands of pounds from acting like a piece of shit on a major TV show. Like, because I saw 
that the that the gap to make money was to be a piece of shit. I wasn't going to win it. The sob stories were all there. We had a black guy adopted by a white family. We had a Geordie who's all, who are already more popular than Southerners anyway, and his mum had cancer. So I saw all the sob stories in my house. So I thought the money is to be as counterfeit as we possibly can here. Um, and and, and, I, and I've made a living from that. So I, I don't care about being a piece of shit. It's just what was a piece of shit in 2007 and what is a piece of shit now? A piece of shit now is just an honest person with common sense. Um, and, yeah. and that's the difference, which is, which is exactly what I am. Um, I, I, I don't try to actively try to have controversial views to be a piece of shit because um, as, a, as, a, as a parent, like I'm not making money that way anymore. Like I'm not like uh, having set up photos with these with different girls and some of the shit that I used to do after, after I came off the TV show. I'm not doing any of that stuff anymore. All, all I seem to be doing is being honest on podcasts and social media, which in this you know, audience means that means that you are a piece of shit whose news shouldn't be quarried. But do you know what? It, it is what it is. Um, and yeah, I've, as I said, I've not I've not said anything for for weeks now. The last thing I did was the punk news ended up being correct. Yet people still go to the people that were wrong for the information. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. But it, you know, it. I, I, it's, I it's think tragic in it. Like you know, that'll be yeah. five dollars, please. Fuck off. Like. <laughs> No, it's tragic. The, the tragedy is this: this ain't my job. My job, my job is sport is 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 working on sports gambling podcasts and do a lot better. That that's my main source of income. It's it's ninety five percent. Here's the saddest part: I do this for trolling purposes only. I have been <laughs> transparent. I have three sources, three people that I talk to, and I live in England. Do you know how embarrassing that is? Do you know how embarrassing that is that I text three people? I mean one. I mean one group chat. And I text two other people from, from information. One of them lives here in England and is involved in um, a certain publication uh, and, and takes a, an interest in, in WWE. He's involved in a WWE publication, but also is a WWE fan. So he's whilst he doesn't actually... Um, he's higher up than someone who produces the publication, which is why I can talk about it, because he's not actually involved in, in printing it but he knows through his higher up position what goes inside that magazine because unbelievably the people that make the, the WWE kids magazine over here uh, are the same people that make Paul, all the Paul Raymond, Paul mag, Paul magazines. Oh, because, shit. Ob because obviously, <laughs> yeah, obviously the printed word is not as big as it was now because everything's online. Yeah. So it's only certain number of, of major distributors of magazines in the country. Um, so actually you'll find that, you get a lot of that where they're where they could be making they could be putting poor magazines out, but they're also putting out the WWF magazine, which is yeah. a big. But from I saw him the other day actually at a porn like a porn party last Thursday, um, which is the weirdest fucking parties I've been to. Like just to, just to sort of go off track. Um, <laughs> this this porn star called Sophie is it Sophie Anderson or Sophie Anderson had died, had passed away. Um, don't know the cause of death or anything like that, but a lot of people hadn't turned up uh, to the party. So they stopped the party halfway through and they play like a tribute to her. And they really should have contacted WWE or, some, or watched some WWE or watched some wrestling to see how you do a tribute. Um, maybe not fucking AEW because they'd probably have had her children working for working in porn. That's what Tony Khan does. Um, but, <laughs> but they put a weird video of how she was, 
in her car talking about how she was going to a shoot and how she couldn't wait to take four loads on her face. And then they they then they edited it in with a video of her crying, which was probably I'm speculating, but it seemed like it was a depressed person who may have committed suicide shortly after the video. Wow. Why, why would you play that in, 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 at a party? First of all, it's weird to, like, I, it said her name, uh, you know, I had a big poster up, uh, Sophie Anderson, Anderson, I can't remember if it's Anderson, Anderson. It said, like, 1983 to, to 2000, uh, 2023, whatever. And um, it, said, it said that. And then, or was it 1987? 1987, sorry. It said that. And then that, they had that up. And then they did this, they played this video, Stop the Party, played this video. And that was that was, that was was the edit. It was like little music bits. And then it was that. So, yeah, this was the party I was at. And um, I saw this guy here who, who gives me some WWE stuff. And we were talking about, you know, this, this whole punk return and whatnot. And, yeah, because he has an invested uh, an interest in it. Um, and he mainly deals with the sort of porn side of things. He does speak to the WWE guys and gets bits that he passes on to me. But this is the thing: like, I'm doing this all with free sources, and to do and to do it with free sources when Sean Ross Sapp's supposed to be this big deal and Dave Meltzer's supposed to be this big deal, the ultimate historian and source of information. I just think it's embarrassing. Like, I'm literally just taking the piss at this point, and it's it, that's that's always been the point. And and the funniest and the irony is, is that doing the show with you now, we've come full circle. The catalyst of me deciding to even talk, because I always knew insider stuff because the, the agency that, the, the, the agency that ran Big Brother outside PR were the same agency that, that marketed WWE tours. So we, we all, I always had a relationship with WWE and it was always getting leaks all the time, but I didn't talk about it on podcasts or anything. The only reason I even got involved in this was because Dave Meltzer, reported in 2014 that CM Punk was returning in Chicago a week, uh, two weeks before WrestleMania and was completely wrong. And I knew he was going to be wrong. And I didn't have an outlet. Um, a rest, I, I did. I obviously had a verified Twitter account and everything from, from Big Brother, but I didn't have a wrestling audience to turn around and, and say to at the time, this guy's going to be wrong. I, I know Punk's not coming back tonight. And to, to, to know that someone could be that embarrassingly wrong was the catalyst of me then joining the podcast, which at the time was a steel cage, and starting to out him um, on on a on a weekly, monthly basis. So that it's, it's amazing. Like we've come full circle. Like it's, t- it's it's nearly ten years on, and it's still the whole point of it is that you know it, it, it's 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 that he's not credible. And who whatever he did have at some point, whatever sources he had or whatever he was doing, he doesn't have that now. There's no way that anyone talks to him anymore. And think about this logically as well, guys. Like, if you're working in the WWE, say you are someone that's been signed from the indies, right? Um, you know, not a high-level guy like a Brock or someone, but say you are Johnny Gargano or Tommaso Ciampa or you're someone that's worked your way up from NXT to WWE. Do you have Meltzer on your phone? Are you talking to Dave Meltzer? Are you even risking getting this dream job and in any way leaking it to this parasite? Are you are you doing that? Like no. in all in common sense, it's fucking mad. Who's talking to him? Hmm. Well, who's talking to Sam? But but that but that's the question, Billy. Like it, a lot of these, I I don't know if anyone is talking to him. I think they're literally like just 
trawling the internet and grabbing whatever they can and then just creating these things in their mind. I don't think they have any legitimate sources. I think they're sort of I think like, they do um, in AEW. Yeah, it, you know, it, well, no, but the thing is, though, what they're being told in AEW, half the guys in AEW don't even know what the fuck's going on. So if they're telling them it's only like hearsay and innuendo and fucking all that shit, it, that, that no one even, you know, it, it's... <laughs> It's ridiculous that these guys are pushed as like, you know, like you say, the the wrestling journalists, the go-to guys, because they get it consistently wrong and it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, Phil, if you had, if you did have a newsletter, but again, you're not going to have one, but I'm just saying in theory, like, you know, it, it, people have tried everything they can to tarnish you as a, a, a person because what information you're putting out, they can't argue with your information. They can't argue with what you're actually saying. So then again, they'll attack you as a person. And that's a similar to like a fucking, I hate to, I hate to sort of group you in with, with, with fucking, um, but you know, Alex Jones is the same right. sort of person. Yeah. Like Alex Jones, you can't argue with a lot of the information that he's put out there. So they attack him as a person. Um, you know, all right, whatever you people want to argue about Sandy Hook or whatever, that's a fucking different thing. But again, I think he was targeted for that anyway. Um, and he was fed like bullshit information on that to make him look like a dickhead. It was a way to bring him down, wasn't it? It was a way to bring him down. Same thing though, like when you look at the situation with Russell Brand recently, when you I, I argue with my son's mum all the time, like we're we're talking about Andrew Tate, for example, and I'm all for Austin, my son, watching what, what Tate says. I mean, there is some sort of the stuff that was said for to, to deliberately go like there's a lot of stuff out there for Tate where you can tell he's joking and he's he, he wants he wants it to sort of go out there he's, he's trying to draw attention to himself but as the new modern day kind of Tate stuff now he has established that fame and attention it's all a lot of very good advice about you need to make money you need to focus you need to prioritize you need to get to the gym you need to a lot of it was like get up it's the same stuff that Goggins is saying it's a lot of stuff that a lot of people are saying get the fuck up and do something like you need to you need to go and make you need to go and make money like you don't you don't like and you know he laughs at people that go to work and does it nine to five or whatever and in an ideal situation as a parent you are trying to you, I don't want to see my kid in the nine to five in the depression that, that, that comes with that it's, it's draining like I, I know there's nothing wrong with people doing it but I, I then also see how drain they are and how they don't have the same free time that I have um so I, I'm not saying that I'm this diff, this happy person who's always in a good mood because that's just not how I am I'm too I'm too wound up to to, to be that type of person but I think I'd be a lot worse if I had to fucking answer to my boss every single day and like I said it works for some people some people just want that but I, I don't but Andrew Tate doesn't send that doesn't send that message but when you're looking at like what my son's mum thinks he is, she thinks he's some sexist, um, sexist with these like crazy views and and conspiracy views and and, and all this and all and, and and all this kind of stuff about um, you know how you should how you should fuck women and leave them and, and have sex with like ten women at once and it's, it's it's not quite what it is. That's not quite what the message is. But you know it's, that's how it's construed to be. That's the narrative, yeah. That's the narrative that they've made about him. Yeah, Russell Brands now. This is he's only doing this political stuff 
because he's trying to get away from the fact that he was a rapist once. That that's what that's what they're now trying to say. They're now saying Russell Brand's doing this because he used to do this, and it's all a, and they're saying that what he's saying, what he's doing now, is a cover up. It's bullshit because I I I I knew Russell back then, and I used to see, it and he you know he was we knew each other from Big Brother, and he wasn't he was he was never that that person at all. He had women like throwing themselves at him constantly to the point where he was bored of it. So it's not there doesn't come a time and place where I think that a rape or anything like that even crossed his mind. But like I said, it's just it's just a kind of bullshit. It is, and that's the thing. I'm almost it's almost okay that I sit, you know, in this in this in this sort of doing this wrestling stuff, doing the sports gambling stuff. Because had anything I'd done reached a reached a higher level, um, and obviously, as I said, I've done. I've done I've done BB and various TV shows or whatever, but now I'm sort of sitting here doing this doing this podcasting stuff. But had something I'd done exploded, had I become uh, had had my YouTube's or or my podcasts or anything exploded like Tate or or TikToks or whatever, had I got had I become this influencer, or if I do become this this influencer or through, through something, because it only takes a couple of viral videos and, and boom. Mm. Um, I'll be I'll be cancelled straight away. They'll be they'll be digging things up. They'll be talking to exes. They'll be talking to girls I went home with or whatever. And, and they'll and they'll and they'll try and find something. That's what they'll do because everything that will be out there will be saying the LGB stuff's bullshit. Um, women pundits shouldn't be talking about football. Um, it'll, be, it'll be all this all this shit that's that, that's out. Not shit, but all this all this stuff they don't agree with. And it'll be like fuck. What can we cancel him for? It's just, it's just, it's just how it is. Mm. Um, that's the thing with the wrestling stuff. It's like, okay, he's not as clean. He's not, he's not. We don't like him as much as Sean Ross Sapp is one of us. Mike Johnson's one of us. Dave Meltzer's one of us. This guy isn't. This guy wouldn't have a beer with us. This guy wouldn't have a drink with us. And you're right, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fucking <laughs> piss on most. So, um, I, I mean, I went to AEW All Out. It was a horrendous experience um, being around those those AEW fans. So, yeah, you're right. I, I, I'm not interested in in drinking with you or socialising with you. I, I'm just there to um, give you the give you the news, expose your heroes because they are frauds, and and now you're going to pay me for it um, because that's ultimately if you want to hear the right stuff, you're going to have to pay for it because you're paying them for the wrong stuff. So logically, you should pay me for the right stuff. That that to me is common sense. But it's a it's an industry that's uh, this particularly the news side is devoid, completely devoid of common sense. I knew that the very next day after CM Punk returned, with me being correct for six weeks, and they want and they turn to the people who are wrong the entire time to say, this is what Fightful is saying about the return of CM Punk. Well, what the fuck were Fightful saying for the six weeks before he came back? The wrong thing. So, it, whatever, guys, it is what it is. Like, if the, the right the, the right stuff is at the day sheets. So, there, that's it. Oh, you're absolutely right. It's almost it's almost shocking that they were on the narrative that CM Punk wasn't coming back. We we didn't have a, a dog in the fight as such. We we had an educated, logical idea that it was Chicago. It was you know. Survives it. It was CM Punk. He was available. I mean, he was free to do it. Yeah, we we thought he but, would turn up, and we we didn't listen to any of them lot because we just don't listen to. Him it is in, it is incredible that they said it wasn't happening, and then within a day they've got all the details, everything you that, know, every that, conversation. That, like, exactly. Sap's story literally was they bought the reason they bought back Randy Orton, and obviously he used his clickbait, got his 
got his five dollars off people, and his story literally said WWE announced the return of Randy Orton early instead of making it a surprise, so people wouldn't expect CM Punk and be disappointed. He literally doubled down on it and even used the Randy Orton thing as a reason. So he's got he's fucked. He's fucked himself. Mm. How can Turn to him at this point. Meltzer also said, I've heard he's not coming in. Uh, nobody's told me. I've been told he's categorically not coming in. Even Mike Johnson, who's not as annoying, uh, get a little bit more low-key, a little bit more of a higher accuracy percentage than, than the other two. Um, even he was wrong. And I, I don't go for him. Like, I've got no issue with him. He's, he's okay. Um, he's... I think if you're hitting 60, 70% doing this compared to the other two, you're, you're fine. Um, and I, and I, as I said, I can't identify what his face looks like um, or anything. I, I don't know what Mike Johnson looks like. I don't, I don't, I'm not bothered by him. Um, he got this one wrong. Yeah, so be it. But they, the other two were embarrassingly wrong. Um, and this is a thing like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the, the people who, because Sap has this like cult-like following, he does. But yeah, is that his content is horrendous, and and he Man. is this, and he is this horrendous, egotistical like person who, who who thinks who actually thinks that he's this really interesting character who who is even gone as far as to put himself into wrestling as a as a heel now. He's trying to. He's got now, main character syndrome, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. It's, there's nothing interesting about him at all. Not about his content. Not about him as a person. Um, I don't believe that even like you know through through me. I'm not saying that I'm an interesting person. I did beat half a million people into the house because I'm an interesting person. But you know, according to but that was according to the opinions of TV execs um, who made that decision, not me. But they decided that 22 out of half a million auditionees were going to go in. So that will for me will always be what I will turn around and say, well, you can say I'm not interested. You can say I'm boring as fuck, but but, but, but TV executives decided that they were going to give me the opportunity to go onto mainstream television and make a lot of money instead of half a million people that I've beat. So until Sean Russack can say that, he'll always be less interesting than me. But the fact is, is that I have absolutely zero interest in, in his content or him as a person. I think he's boring. I think he's, I think his contributors are boring. I don't think he has anything interesting to say. I don't think there's any personality there, personality there whatsoever. But he's dry. He's, he's dry as fuck. Yeah, that, 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 that's the thing. They all are. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah that's right. There, there's no, there's no wrestling podcast that really sticks out. I mean, with Conrad Thompson, he changed the game in terms of um, the information that he gave out. That that was a game changer in terms of taking us back to the past and having people on to speak about what, you know, what really happened here and what really happened there. Like that's, that's revolutionary in terms of the idea. And to be fair to him, I think Conrad's a decent host in terms of, he comes across as someone who um, he's very good at putting his guests at ease and making them, obviously there's a backstage, there's a, there's a, there's a, a private relationship with all the guests as well. They obviously talk during the week and whatever, and that comes across, on the show, you know he's friends with Bruce. You know he's friends with Eric in real life. So, mm. I think he's I think he's a good podcaster, uh, even though I don't personally like him. Um, but for the rest of them, I just don't see what's out there. Like I, I don't see how you can have a have, be a cult follower of Sean Ross Sapp. I think he says more about 
the people that follow him than it does about SAP in general. I think this community uh, as a whole are very much, very much kind of idolise very average people, um, very average wrestlers. Um, we're not in a peak, uh, we, you know, we are in a peak era in terms of what it does business-wise, but that's because this this core audience puts so much money into a into a product that's that's not at its peak right now, or, or isn't able to, that doesn't have the license to be as good as it is. With, with AEW, their problem is is that they sort of recreate everything that's already happened. Like they don't seem to have an original idea. They seem to just be redoing everything that WWE have, have already done, um, and including hiring all their ex wrestlers and booking them worse. Whereas for <laughs> WWE. They pay, they pay everything like on the safe side. So if one pay, if one person's doing rehashes, one show's doing rehashes, and one show is is scared to and it's commercially can't push it to its, the limits that it used to go to, and it's almost telling you, you know, WWE almost admits, hey, we used to be better. The, and the thing that they say that they're better at now, they say, but the in-ring has never been better. They always say, oh, we've never had a roster like this. Yeah, but I don't care about wrestling. Like I don't, I don't care about long matches and 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 you know how you transition into the holds and the selling and all that that goes into. I just care about who wins and the who loses. Yeah, and and how they won and lost and where we're going with the story. Like yeah. that's how much. Like uh, the, the fake fight part of it has never done it for me. Like I always believe that you should build to the pay per view and have the best fake. The best fake fight should be there. I think by doing so much on television on a weekly basis, you saturate it too much, and the point of the pay per views goes out the window. Like if I'm seeing the same matches on Raw, that I'm going to see on the pay per view. Like if I'm getting WrestleMania caliber matches on Raw, then they just then they mean less. That's, that's, like, that's Nitro, isn't it? That's Nitro. You know, from '98. That's exactly what happened. They were putting out the biggest matches they could on Nitro to, you know, get these ratings or whatever, and it just it fell apart. It's not just about the biggest ratings about, about the about the matches they put together. It's about the match quality, and it's almost like oh, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a negative where we're saying oh, they're putting on high quality matches on on television because obviously that's an odd thing to say where he's saying the matches on TV are too good. But in a in a way, they are because it means what have you got left for for pay per view? Like the what's the what's the difference between um, in quality between the judgment that say for example the Judgment Day when they won the belts back from Cody and uh, Jey Uso to Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes against Judgment Day on pay-per-view. It's the same match. Mm. Did, do you know what I mean? It was, it was, yeah. it was both, they were both, in fact, the Raw match might have been better where they won, where they won the belts back. So um, that was where Drew, where Drew finally, like sort of finally turned and joined Judgment Day. That match was probably better because it had a more dramatic kind of ending to it. But yeah, it's just, it's, 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 for me, it's like, Wrestling, 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 wrestling. Everything will become. Everything becomes watered down. It's like you know, some men may have that issue of if you watch porn every day, like you'll get into a situation where you'll end up you'll you'll you'll, you'll end up in a situation where it takes it takes you five hours to find something to wank over. That's yeah. kind of, and everyone's been in that situation, I'm sure. Like <laughs> where, you can't, where you've watched everything and you just can't find something. That, that 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 that's that's new, and that's where wrestling's at. Like we've seen it all, haven't we? Like there's 
there's nothing that they can, and, and this punk return, it hits because it's new. Roman's return, it hits, Roman's run, reign, sorry, uh, it hits because it's new. We've never seen anybody hold a belt like this in our in our lifetime before. It's it's it's, it's a it's, it's used to happen, but it's a brand new concept for for now. And things, what's new, what's new works, and what we've seen before, we've seen before. It's, it's quite simplistic how um, how the brain works and what we'd be interested in. What because once you become numb to something, you're numb to it. So that's it. Um, and I think I think wrestling is very numbing at the moment, especially um, you know I find. With Raw in particular, Raw and uh, Dynamite, it's very much uh, play on your phone, go through Google. Um, I, I I do betting research and whatever. It's very much they're very much background watch shows. I don't know about you, um, but those two shows in particular, SmackDown's a little bit more fast paced uh, than those two. But I just find they're very it's very much background watches. Yeah, they're telling us that rest they'll have us they'll be telling us that wrestling's at a peak. But as I said. It's an audience that have lowered their standards in terms of who they'll idolise. And that's not only the wrestlers. They'll tell us that Seth Rollins is, you know, equivalent to Shawn Michaels when he's not in any way. Shawn Michaels wasn't even regarded as a good talker in, in his day. Like, Mike's, Shawn's, Shawn's mic skills are not regarded as his highest asset. Um, and, and neither are Brett's, but, but neither is Bret Hart. But Bret Hart, as a heel... And Shawn Michaels is a heel. Uh, we'll talk circles around Rollins or anybody who's a heel at the moment, other than other than Roman. So we've lowered our standards into elevating the, the these people uh, to the point where we say MJF, MJF's great, um, but is is MJF number one? Can MJF is that does MJF work as a babyface? And number two, if MJF was a heel. And he came over to WWE, and he couldn't say certain, and he couldn't take it as far, and he couldn't say the word shit and prick, and couldn't go as far with his with, with his digs. Yeah. Would, M- is it, would MJF work in the WWE as a five foot seven guy, and you took away his his verbal weaponry? Would he work? And therefore, is he one of the best talkers of all time, or? As it, have we lowered the standards to the point where we're elevating everybody way past where they should be? Uh, I, I don't rate Seth Rollins. I don't find Seth Rollins interesting. Um, I would. I'm desperately hoping that CM Punk beats him at, at WrestleMania because that's the match that you have to do, um, and that's the match that they've booked it. That, that's the match that they're going to book, and that's the match that um, these the, these fans will fantasize over. But I, you know, I believe that. Had they not done that, there would have been they could have been a better opponent for for Punk. They could have been somebody who they'd elevated during this time that could have gone toe to toe with him on the mic and made for a better build. And I'm sure um, with Punk's help that Rollins is going to get assistance and he's going to be and lines are going to be written for him like they were this week where he did a, where he did a good job. But I'm fine with him and I think he's competent. If you cut out the the you know the the, the gay shit. Like, and, and that's nothing to say. And that's not a homophobic thing. Because I've no, trust me, I've no issues with gays or lesbians or bisexuals. It's the, it's the piece of the LGBT that I have an issue with. That, that fucking bullshit. Because you have three things that are a, a sexual choice and you have one that's a surgery that ruins your life. It, how, how the fuck do you put these letters together? It's, 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 it's not the same thing. It's like a lot of the a lot of the lesbian and gay community will be saying exactly, and they do say the exactly the same thing. It's not just that's not exclusive to 
you know, that a lot of, like you're saying, a lot of gay people and lesbians are saying the same thing, that they're sort of like not associated with that. Exactly. It's like, it's like going, exactly. It's like going fruit, it's like going fruit, vegetable, ice cream. Like it's, it's like fucking, you know, two, two things, two things you're, two things you're told to eat and one's like, one's something that's completely different. It, I, the whole thing doesn't make sense. Like I don't understand how we got the, how we got there, but, at the end of the day, like, what was I talking about? Sorry, talking about talking about wrestling. Rollins, if they gay shit. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. So, I think in terms of, I think there's a there's a place for that. There was a place for Stardust, Goldust, Velveteen Dream, all that, all of that stuff. But you're the fucking champion, and you're coming out there with that song, and you're singing, and you're laughing with the with. The, it's it's not a top tier act. It's not. There's a place for it, yeah, and there's a place for Seth Rollins, but it ain't on top. Um, and if you're going to be on top, you need to get serious. Like the only thing wrong with what he what he what what he did this week was what he wore. Um, and I, I would almost rather he come out in his Seth Rollins t-shirt and his Seth Rollins merch and a pair of jeans or whatever, and fucking just just start getting fucking serious. Start getting serious about WrestleMania and having this match and, and start really burning each other because you can burn each other in your promos, but when one guy's there wearing fucking feathers and pink colours, like, I'm sorry, like, it's just, it's fine for us because, look, we're acclimatised to it, right? You're doing a wrestling podcast. I'm doing a wrestling podcast. We're immune to Rollins' shit. But if the point is that WrestleMania season, well, especially once the NFL finishes, if you want um, John or, or Steve, who hasn't watched since CM Punk left, right? When, when, or hasn't, or, or you know what I mean, like, or something, something, but kind of the, the people who are watching very casually at this point, you want them to come in and be immediately invested in this promo. Because when two people are going back and forth in a promo and taking personal digs like Punk did, where he said he's not the man in his house, like he said on SmackDown and whatnot, yeah. then people are going to invest. But, it's very difficult to do when one guy's trying to get the crowd to sing and he's out there laugh, doing a fake laugh and wearing his stupid little suits and his his, his um, platform, his high heels that he wore with Drew McIntyre. That was fucking stupid because you're in a match with... When you're going in a match with Drew McIntyre, the whole point is, is that you're supposed to get a win over someone who's... You're the, you've got a win over someone who's bigger than you. Like, it's a big win because mm. he's a person. Like, it's fucking Wrestling 101. You are the underdog champion. You are supposed to be Shawn Michaels in 1996. And when Shawn Michaels was beating Diesel, and when Shawn Michaels was facing Sid, and when Shawn Michaels was facing Vader, when he was facing Vader, he didn't wear fucking 10, 10 layers of clothing to make it look like he was as big as Vader. He didn't wear high heels to make it look like he was the same size as Sid. So what the fuck is Seth Rollins doing wearing his wife's shoes? Like, he's, he's, it's fucking stupid. Like, and it doesn't seem like there's anybody there to turn around and say, don't do this. Don't do that. This doesn't make sense. You're the champions now. You're the champions, champion now. You might not want to come out there dressed as a transvestite for a few months while you're trying to build up a major match with CM Punk, which is going to be one of the main matches at WrestleMania. Like, let's fucking get serious now. Like, for let's start really getting personal with each other and really... Look, we know that they're friends. Like, we know that they're that we know that Seth Rollins deep down is a, is a CM Punk fanboy. The way that Punk is a Bret Hart fanboy, see, he didn't get to wrestle Bret Hart, but Seth Rollins gets to wrestle his Bret Hart. No matter what they tell you, 
no matter how they spin it, it's my belief, and this isn't a story, this is my belief. I, I believe there's been a dialogue between Punk and Rollins for years because Punk personally endorsed Seth Rollins from the moment that he was in NXT. So I believe all of this is bullshit. I believe that they've continuously spoken. I believe that they've been planning and wanting this match of each other for over a decade, and now they're going to get it. I don't think Seth Rollins has any problem with Punk coming in. I don't believe Seth Rollins has any problem with him working with Punk, and I don't believe Seth Rollins has any problem losing the match at WrestleMania. That's my that's my opinion, and I think he's actually, if anything, he's getting to live out his dream, where he's going to lose to Punk, he's going to try and give him a good match, he's going to feel good about it if he does, and he's going to shake his hand and they're going to hug at the end of the match. Like that's what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I think everybody wins here, um, providing that the the how we get there is done correctly um so just 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 take off the tranny shit and get serious is what i'm saying i mean i mean i'm hoping they will get serious i think they could they could it could get quite nasty which i'm hoping they could do but again like you said maybe they're limited to what they how far they can push it um because of the sort of you know to keep it nicey nicey you know how how nasty can they go well I don't think there's any line that they can't go to in terms of personal jabs. Obviously, this isn't the company where you can say shit, prick, and fuck. Yeah, in fact, yeah. other company, you're not supposed to say fuck, um, which is why even we're not used to that in wrestling. So when Christian told Edge to go fuck himself, it was a it was a big sort of a big deal, which obviously did nothing for them numbers wise um, because they just can't hold an uh, they can't hold viewers. For the, to save their lives, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't doesn't matter. It's just a toxic company. I mean, I I know, the, uh, I, I I don't have a direct AW source, but what I do have is a WWE source and a WWE sources that know people that work at AW. Like multiple WWE wrestlers have gone to AW and remain in communication with the WWE, and it's kind of like. You know, with the likes of FTR and, and people. First of all, one of the things I was constantly reporting during the punk thing, and one of the reasons I knew, was because the general consensus or the widespread consensus was well, two things, which is very important. Um, Endeavor, who obviously half of the TKO partnership with WWE, they saw punk as a massively profitable commodity which has been proven by his merch sales, which also I was the only one to report on him and his merch sales. Everyone's got the story now, but I did it immediately. Um, they, they, they knew that Punk drew UFC numbers on cards where they had no right to draw those numbers. They know that it wasn't Mickey Gall or, or his other opponent, Michael Jackson, yeah. or, or, or anything else on the card that done them numbers. It was CM Punk. They deliberately put him in situations where they were testing his drawing power. Unfortunately, he couldn't fight, but he pulled serious numbers for them and he tried hard to learn how to fight. And there was good reports out of all the camps and there were good reports throughout all the media. And there were obviously good results from the buy rates and, and, and the merchandise and everything. So they were all in on bringing him back. So that was the first thing that was going for him. And, and, and they have more... They have people higher up than WWE. So it goes uh, Aaron Manuel, number one, Vince, number two, Nick Khan's num Nick Khan is number four, Dana White's number three, Nick Khan's number four, and Triple H is lower down. So, um, you know, UFC have positioned, uh, uh, 
the Endeavour side have positions one and three in this TKO company. Um, Vince is ahead of Dana, but Dana's ahead of Nick Khan. So, um, you know, th- th- when, when, they're, when they're high on CM Punk, that was always going to go for him. The second thing was, is that all of the AEW shit was blamed on AEW. Punk was basically rendered blameless by Jade Cargill, FTR, and Cody Rhodes. Like, all every conversation that Paul Levesque had, CM Punk was, was considered absolutely blameless, and the toxicity of AEW was outlined to CM Punk, mm. uh, to Paul Levesque. And it's been outlined mm. multiple times. Outlined to the point where I know wrestlers who have had their contracts coming up and have considered going to AEW because the wages have been frequently leaked all the time. So recently I reported um, how AEW, Dave Meltzer, this is the other thing, why you, why you, why, why these journalists are a joke. How can you have journalistic integrity in this industry when Sean Ross Sapp used to work with a guy called Will Washington? Will Washington gets a job at AEW in creative Will Washington's cousin is Swerve, who has been pushed immediately since Will Washington got the job. How can you have journalistic integrity when you are in bed with AEW to the point where your worker got a job with AEW and you have a relationship with AEW? Fightful can't be objective. At the same time, Dave Meltzer has been involved in helping Tony Khan with booking and ideas and a free exchange of ideas since the very beginning. So how can he be impartial? And he's not impartial to the point where he deliberately, deliberately only reported AEW revenue, knowing that this is an audience who, no offence to your listeners or mine, Hmm. these ain't ain't the brightest people. Watch watch this shit. Like, wrestling works and has always worked because half of the audience think think it's real still. And that's unbelievable to me and you and 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 maybe our listeners, but there is there is a portion of people where, where WWE go to, where mainly in, in the South or wherever or or Puerto Rico or, or wherever they go, where a lot of people think that that, that, that it's still real. And that, and that, and people find that ridiculous, but I know that's that's true. Um so that that this is the thing. So you're not you're not you're not putting this product out to the brightest bunch of, of, of people. Um, so when you, when you consider that and you consider the fact that Dave Meltzer is um, able to dictate what he puts out and how he words it, the word revenue just to some people just means what they made. Yeah. And, we, and we, and we know pe- people, people who have, who have a little bit more, general intelligence know that that's not what the word revenue means the word the word revenue means just literally what you took in through the entire year we can all we can we all have a revenue we all go to jobs and we have a revenue but what we end but what we end up with at the end of the year isn't isn't that like after after fucking spending and going holidays and eating tax and tax and having children yeah <laughs> that's like, right <laughs> ends up so our expenses are obviously all the things that we just said. This company, to exclude their expenses, the fact that he used the word revenue means that we all know now that there are no profits at all. And $170 million of revenue um, is an embarrassing figure for that company, given the fact that 
all of their TV rights money, everything they get from television is wiped out on 35 wrestlers who are all paid over a million pounds. We know they don't have 35 wrestlers. We know that they employ over 85 wrestlers and we know that they have, that they are overall employ over 200 staff across the board, across wrestlers and staff. So we also know that that, that idiot came on and tried to criticise WWE whilst trying to gloat and saying, we pay the travel expenses. We pay our wrestlers hotels, unlike them. We pay the travel. Well, well done, idiot, because now we know that you have even more expenses. So my my estimate was that um, I'm not calculating now because I'm using my, my phone to, to talk to you guys. But if you can just do um, five times 52, and the reason why I'm saying five times 52, I could probably do that in my head, um, five times 52 is because five times, is that 260 million? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, 260. Uh, yeah. yeah. 260, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 260 is what I did in my head. 260. So five times 62. Five times 62 is $5 million. 52 weeks in a year. $5 million is what they, is the minimum conservative amount of money that they are spending. $5 million a week. This counts on this counts towards talent and bearing in mind, bearing in mind your top 35 talents in your company are consuming over $70 million of that Fucking money. Mad. You've got you've got Moxley on five million, you've got Jericho on three million, you just read Omega just extended for three million. The Young Bucks got themselves an extra half million when they extended, so they're on two million. CM Punk left on five million. So how yeah. much how much do you reckon Osprey's on? Because this is what I'm wondering what they must have paid Will Osprey. Oh, so what be a million quid, isn't it? Well, T- TNA offered him a, a seven figures, didn't they? So yeah, he would. So oh, so he would be. I haven't got that figure yet, but I, but I, I would, I would assume that he stayed there because that he's gone there because he's probably getting. I would say, if not the same as Adam Cole, which is one point five, he would probably right. get in around about two. Right. Uh, and, and 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 MJF's next contract, and MJF when he when he signs it, if he already has, and that's going to be a five million dollar contract as well to stay there with oh, with, with, with zero five. WWE. Jade Cargill, by the way, turned down a $2 million deal to take a $750,000 deal that WWE wanted to be. We said that. We said she took a pay cut. She must have took a pay cut. Yeah. 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 Because, but she knew where the show was and she knew where she wanted to go and what she wanted to do. And any, but that's what Tony Khan does. He, he throws money at it, and then he's like, "Oh, why didn't she sign?" Because he even come out and go, "Oh, what I, I I offered her loads of money." It's like, yeah, but you can't offer her what she wants, which is proper training, proper spotlight. You know, yeah. a different. She she could end up in a Marvel film or some shit like that. You know, off yeah. the back of WWE. Yeah. Yeah, and for her, it's not about a seven hundred fifty thousand pound downside guarantee compared to the two million downside guarantee. It's down to it's it's, it's down to. Can I headline WrestleMania? Can I get onto Hollywood from this? Yeah. Uh, he's like um, the opportunities with TKO and and the WWE brand are, are exceed the, the possibilities of two million dollars by a mile. Like I, I could be making three, four, five million dollars at some point, mm-hmm. um, which is which is what Becky Lynch has been able to do. She's the only woman who's broke that number of uh, who's gone past three million in a singular year. But it, it's it can be done. Um, so. That, that's the situation we're in, where, where they have 35 people who are paid over a million dollars, some of them, you know, a lot more. So your entire TV rights money is occupied by your wage bill. 
for, for, for 50 for 35 people you then have an additional 50 wrestlers to pay off where does that come from does that come from your ticket sales you then have to transport your tv equipment around and they take um dynamite collision and um and uh, rampage but rampage and collision is obviously the same taping but they still have to transport that equipment around. They then need the staff to 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 come around and 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 carry it around and and whatnot and store it and whatever. So the general cost of doing a television show last last time I checked, which was quite a few years ago, was about eight hundred thousand dollars per sh- to put on a TV show um, for to set up the equipment and to transport it to the show. So they're paying it out twice a week. He's admitted that he's that he's paying for hotels. He's admitted that he's paying for travel. He's got 85 people on the roster. 35, 35 of them are getting a million dollars, over a million dollars a year. In fact, most of them are getting are getting 1.5 or more. Um, you know, when you're looking at someone like um, Sting, Jericho, um, the, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, MJF, um, the, the John Moxley. They are all over two, so they're they're not one point five guys. They're all over two. So it's just a ridiculous wage bill. It's ridiculous expenses for travel. It's ridiculous expenses for catering. It's um, ridiculous expenses for putting on the shows. Um, your ticket sales are minimal. Um, you then putting you then plowing in um, hundred million dollars for a video game. You bought ROH this year. I'm being very 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 conservative to say this company lost a hundred million dollars this year. I, I I would say it's far closer to one fifty five that was well, what they Mel- it's funny you say that because Meltzer and SAP are all coming out today. They've come out and they said they estimate AEW has lost thirty four million pounds this year. That's what they're coming out with. So you you're saying that you reckon it's a shitload more than that. It's a minimum of a hundred million dollars more than that. It can't, it, it can't, it can't, look, $5 million a week is, is, is a very, very, very conservative guess at what they're spending. I, I know the wages of the top 35 people. The reason I know it is because friends of mine have had their contracts. And when, oh, by the way, earlier on when I was talking about news, wrestlers that I know are nothing to do with news. They know fuck all. Like when, when Drew McIntyre was winning the Royal Rumble, for example, I use this example. I knew he was winning the Royal Rumble before he did. Um, <laughs> somebody, somebody had said, somebody had said to me that um, for because they want it because because obviously they want to they use my they use my betting contacts um, and one of the guys um, that I introduced them to, them to they use him to get on as many. So what they have what they use is accounts under names that don't exist because there's a limit of wrestling betting. So what they they know one one guy I know who owns 60, 60 kind of dead accounts under under different names with a with a with a two hundred and fifty dollar limit on on bet on wrestling betting. But obviously across sixty accounts that's a lot. And if and the an exchange of information from guys at the WWE through to him and a, a cut of sixty accounts making a profit with a two hundred and fifty dollar limit ends yeah. up being beneficial for all parties. So through that exchange of information, I found out that both Royal Rumble winners in 2020 were changed from Shayna Baszler and Roman Reigns to Drew McIntyre and Charlotte Flair, um, of which I knew before Drew did. So that 
kind of makes it very clear how useless it is to be friends with wrestlers if you want to do it, if you want to use them for news. They don't know anything. Well, um, I'm saying, yeah, they probably don't know fuck all. No, and I just wanted to get it out there because I just want to, I want to be comfortable being able to talk to Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Seamus, Ray, Mysterio, Dominic, all the people that my guests know that I talk, my listeners know that I talk to. Um, it's not, it's, a, it's an open secret, like, because they've all pop in, they've all done pop-ons on the shows and stuff. So, Whatever it is, what it is. Um, but I've always said they don't help me. They don't tell me anything at all. We, we, in fact, a lot of the conversations that I have with these people won't even be about wrestling because um, a, a lot of people just want to get away from their jobs. Um, and in fact, I have a lot of sports betting conversations, a lot of uh, NFL conversations with these people. I talk to a lot of wrestlers about NFL instead because we're doing very well in betting it this year. Um, so yeah, just just to get that out there and make that very clear, I get none of the, none of the three people that give me information are wrestlers. Um, so yeah, but but the, but the wrestlers, but what the wrestlers do find out is what AW people are getting and how easy it is to get that bag. And there is a massive temptation to go there, get it, and then leave again. But the recent kind of vibe is that it's so toxic there in terms of morale and whatnot, that, yeah, you can go and get all of Tony's free money, but it's not the easy kind of stress-free ride that it, that it, that it, that it has been, that it, that it has been just because of the huge disorganizational nature of it. That That's why you get a QT Marshall even leaving for WWE for a, for a pay cut. Mm. And addition, he's not going to be anywhere near as senior as he was at AEW, where he was like the third person in charge. Um, he's left that job where he was like third in charge to go and just be a road agent at WWE with a massive pay cut. But that's how stressful it is at AEW. Something I wanted to ask you, Bill, is is Adam Cole even worth 1.5 mil? No one's worth anything but they're getting paid. <laughs> because no one because no one's pulling any Daniel Bryan's not worth three million because he's not because he's not because he's not drawing any any, any, any rating. He's trying, much to, put, he's trying to pull edge? that back in yeah. fines. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. How much are they paying Edge now? Well, Edge Edge didn't Edge got three million from WWE, which they didn't renew. They wanted to give him a they wanted to give him a million a year for less dates, and he didn't and he didn't want to take a third of the money. So Tony paid Tony paid him what WWE categorically said he wasn't worth. Three million quid. Yeah. And WWE were then able to use that same three million and hand it over to CM Punk, who's a massive draw. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's one one company are running a business, and the other company is a man is a is a is a man child playing with action, playing with his action figures. Yeah, except his action. His <laughs> you action, literally said this before you came on. His action figures are human beings, which is crazy. I just yeah, we literally like before you came on, we were talking about this, and we said one of them is a business, the other one isn't technically. It's technically a business, but it isn't run as a business. It's a yeah, it's a toy but shop. Th- yeah. There's got there's got to be though, Billy. I think we said this when you was on before in that, but surely there's got to be someone. Tony Khan can't just have an endless pot of money. There's got to be like financial advisors on his dad's side or somewhere just going look like. Wait, this is not a viable business. Like, how much money are you going to waste? Surely there's a line. Surely there's got to be a line, is there? There isn't because in because with everything being run collectively, um, and I think 
obviously this should be further researched because I'm, at the time I researched it, I was more sort of qualified to talk about it. It's been a while since I've talked about this, but um, so AEW pay a lot of money to a company that they own um, to provide them with stuff in terms of um, booking um, hotels and, and booking buildings and things like that. Sometimes buildings are booked under another company name. Right. Uh, I believe is associated to their other assets. So essentially, we know that what the cons are worth, and we know when you have that kind of net worth, you have a high tax bill every single year. But you don't pay taxes on money that you lose. Your your business expenses come off your taxes. So all this is is a tax write off. Right. It's, doesn't it's, it's 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 dead money. It doesn't mean anything. It's it can go into it can go over here. Or it can it can go where it's going, or it can just go to the U.S. government. It it, it can go to the IRS, or it can go to having fun, he can have fun with it, and that's and, all. It, and, you, and you're saying that they're they're using as well companies that are affiliated with their other business interests, so they're paying money from AEW to another sort of company that is affiliated with them to do the booking and that. So the money's just getting moved from ear to ear. Some of it anyway is sort of getting shifted around in a way. Yeah, they, so they are paying their own company that their own company sets up the equipment. So the same companies that have the equipment that do everything for the Jags and and um, and whatnot in terms of that that they have a they have a they have a separate company right. who have the who have the equipment ownership and are involved in the the setup of it. So they give themselves the work for the setup, like so, logistics company or whatever you know, like a, a location logistics company. So oh, okay. it's all just it's all just money just circulating and and it's they can they can write off as a loss, but in business to that level a loss isn't a loss. A loss is just um a reduction of a reduction of revenue and a of liability of taxes, yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. It doesn't they can they can do it endlessly. That's what that's why that's why Shard allows it. Shard, Shard's not gonna lose any money. Like Shard's Shard's as sharp as an as a tack. Like he's not losing any money. He's let he's letting him do this. Nuts. So, yeah, I mean, there's no there's no incentive to the only incentive to make money is the pride factor where you where you want to say you make money. But I think when WWE are announcing what they're announcing in terms of what we've seen happen with the share price. They know that there's no. They they know that they can't compete on that level, and that they will never go public with their books and whatnot. So, that's just that's that's just a concession that they have to make. So, mm. they, they thought they can go and compete with things on the wrestling side of things. They can do this fake sellout at Wembley with this fake attendance and and all that. They're they're trying to compete on these fronts. Their whole thing is that we've got a better product, we've got better wrestlers, we've got better matches, we've got better. They I know they haven't. <laughs> because the whole less is more thing um, that works out, just, just in terms of the the presentation of CM Punk and the fact that he's not going in there with a Darby Allen. When you say who's the WWE equivalent of Darby Allen, would have been WWE debuting Punk on the January 1st episode of Raw against Dominic Mysterio. He is wrestling Dominic Mysterio in at Madison Square Garden on a house show. Uh, the Christmas house show, but nobody will ever see that. Um, it's just a way for Punk to get the ring rust off or or whatever, and also to do a good house at Madison Square Garden because that's a one hundred and forty dollar ticket 
at MSG on 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 Boxing Day. So bums on seats, bums on seats. Yeah, and Punk will sell it out because that that show's been struggling the last couple of years because Roman doesn't do it. Um, I went to one in 2019, and um, they actually swapped the US title on a house show in order to, you know, let people know, hey, you need to start coming back to the MSG show because shit can happen here. Um, I think the main event was something to do with, I think Bray Wyatt might have been in the main event. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that, that show now will we'll sell out, at, we'll sell the $140 tickets, which is, which is going to make it a million dollar house, a million dollar house show because of CM Punk um, making his non-televised debut. Um, but they didn't do that. They put him, they put Punk in a program with Darby Allen on pay-per-view. Um, and, and, and yeah, he's just, out there all of the time and I, and I think obviously this week Punk's been out there a lot doing the whole NXT Raw Smackdown thing who's going to sign me kind of stuff I don't always think he's been seen too much and I always think we need a Punk break but I also feel that he held stuff back when I watched the Rollins thing my mates in the group chat we watched it live um, in our group chat some of the American guys said oh Punk's changed the face of it so much better now he's here whatever I actually watched it and felt like they held something back because Punk, when he said, are you done? That's the last time you're going to say something to me. And he said, maybe I'll challenge you at Mania. Still think he had bits to add because he didn't, he, he, he could have said something like, maybe I'll um, challenge you at Mania and maybe we'll find out what everybody knew all along, that you are the poor man CM Punk or something or something along those lines. But he's, right. his comeback wasn't cutting. And whilst that wouldn't, that didn't have to be the exact line, it's just an idea that I came up with. I don't think that they are, or especially Phil Brooks, I don't think that they are um, complacent enough to have not thought of that themselves. I think they are just saving it and pacing it out, and they don't want to do what WW, what AEW did, which is give us the best MJF and CM Punk moment on week one, yeah. where, they, where they let them talk to each other. And it was brilliant at the time, but they they went in on each other for 20 minutes, 25 minutes even. Um, and then it was done. And then yeah, they could never top week one. And I don't think they're doing that here. So it was good, but it wasn't amazing, but it doesn't have to be. But it, it just needs to be good enough for you to, to watch it next week. That's right. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's, what I think we're, that's what I think is happening here. And, yeah, the, the, the two companies are night and day. In terms of presentation, in terms, of, I mean, have you seen the meme where CM Punk comes out at Survivor Series and says, "Why are there people in the hard cam section?" <laughs> I, I don't know what they do. I, I, the question is, really, how bad does it go? How embarrassing does it get before you have to admit that it's embarrassing? That's the real question. Like, how how many photos have to go out for, of Rampage online? How many? What do the ratings have to get to? How much money do you need to lose? How many leaks do you need to have coming out of the locker room saying how toxic it is and how many people want to go back to WWE? Like, how, how far go before it really is difficult to, to manage? They're, the they're deluded. Yeah, but they're deluded, mate, aren't they? This is the thing. It, it, it's already at the point of embarrassment, right? It's already at that, that point of, yeah, like you say, like, you know, there's pictures well, the everywhere. Houses are tiny, aren't they? Yeah, they you know, it, big it's, arenas for small. It's already at that point, but the fan base doesn't care. 
because they for, for them they are I mean, like you say, you know, we, we went to AEW in Wembley and it was a different vibe. It was a different fan base because we we've, we've gone to Clash at the Castle. We went to SmackDown and we went to Money in the Bank and it's a completely different vibe. And you guys are football fans too, aren't you? Yeah. And you uh, have you been to Wembley Stadium for football? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What would you estimate the real attendance was then of that crowd when you were there? When you looked at the fact that they, the 100 section, they topped off two parts of it. Probably sixty, probably sixty. Yeah, we we were talking about this in the in the like in yeah. the stadium, saying that this is not full. This is not eighty something thousand. It's not. It won't. And did you see the five hundreds? Did you look up at the five hundreds and the and the yeah, red? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you reckon, Bill? About fifty five, sixty thousand. I, I just go by my dad. My dad is in the Wembley traders. I was doing this story the whole time, and they're like, "You don't have a bar. You don't have a bar." It was like. Off. Why the fuck do I need to lie to you, twats? Like, mm. of course, course, he has a bar. Like, uh, my family have had, my family have got three bars there, and they're all in the Wembley Traders Association, and they're all saying that uh, we've not received any information that the event's been elevated past Category C. So, um, I don't know if I talked about it in this show, did I? No. no. Okay, so Wembley Stadium works like this: this is three categories. Category A is the FA Cup final. Now, what that means is number one is a sellout. And number two, the policing is at the highest level because home and away need to be separated to the point where, uh, you know, bars don't allow fans to mix. You're either a... So the last final was United-Man City. You're either a Man City fan or you're a United fan. Right. And you have the Man City bars, and there's a list of them, or you go to the Man United bars. And that's policed by the bars. And the bars have to have doormans, and they have to have a certain number of bought doormen because they're going to be at capacity. And... The, the laws state that it's uh, or the Wembley that's not law but at Wembley it states that you need a doorman for every 50 people that you're expecting so for my dad's case he needed he needed to have five five door staff because his capacity is 249 um so that 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 was what that was the situation so that's category a category B is a sellout without hostility so it's a sellout you, you expect to be very busy. But it's not going to be fights for Harry Styles. Yeah, so Harry, Harry Styles is a B, right? C is under is is under sixty thousand. This is women's football. This is the League Two playoff final. Um, even that could be a B because of the opposing supporters. But uh, maybe an England game versus when it, when England did pre Southgate before people were interested pre Southgate when they used to get about sixty thousand. Uh, so England versus Algeria or England versus Malta pre-Southgate. You get what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's category B. This, 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 or that, sorry, that's category C. This is where that was. This was a category C event, uh, an event that didn't hit 60,000 people. Uh, and that was, and that was, and that was confirmed by Wembley. And at no point, and the traders have to be told because legally, once it gets past 60,000, they need to implement more door staff and then more police officers need to come. So, what happens is, is like you get like another, like another 50, 60 people, 50, 60 coppers will have to come down. They have to borrow them from Manchester or Birmingham, which is where they come from. And you have more police. That never happened. No one came down. It wasn't, it wasn't busy enough. So I know that they didn't sell 60,000 tickets. I know that I had a free ticket and um, that my dad, that my, that my dad got from the Traders Association, but they're always fucking level 500. And I was able to buy Club Wembley for £28 a ticket, which was originally £240 
uh, pre or when it first came out yeah. on the week the week before the event. Paid twenty eight pounds for that ticket. I and I only bought it to to have as proof for these fucking marks. Like I I I just wanted the ticket stub so that I could say to them, I got I got this club Wembley ticket for twenty eight pounds. That's the only reason I bought it. Obviously, I sat in it because it was better than the five hundred seat, but. I didn't really care where I sat for that event. It's not. It's not WWE. So they were selling I, them for like three pounds on, on the day. Three quid on the day. You could get them quid. like for yeah. two, three pounds on the day. Yeah. It yeah. Was that I, desperate. Yeah. And I believe in the end, Wembley leaked out. Wembley, Wembley were asked for their official, the, the official people in, and they gave the um, the the, the, the fire. What uh, what they ended up giving was the fire number. A fire number is basically staff and all. Yeah, which is yeah. the number of how many bodies do you need to have outside if there's think if there's a fire, which is obviously everybody. So mm. the fire the fire number is a full number. And I think that was that ended up being seventy one. So yeah, it's just it's just embarrassing. Like it's to, to try and and it, it also has a bad taste when when you but lie about your attendance, like it's one thing to lie about your attendance, but to get the Wikipedia changed page changing everything and to try to sort of take a shit on SummerSlam 92. Yeah. Like people don't know. They, they, there was a lack of awareness and it was stupid to not sort of recognise what that meant to people. It was like a personal attack. Or you can attack the WWE all you want, like for, you know, what you can attack Vince and the WWE and whatever, but it was almost like an attack on British people and British, um, British history. British wrestling history, like when you sort of tried to erase SummerSlam 92 and say, we beat it with that event. And people, I think, really pushed back on that. We're like, fuck yourself. Like, you didn't. Like, we, we, this, this will never be SummerSlam 92. It'll never be remembered like SummerSlam 92. It'll never be in the same conversation as SummerSlam 92. And we all, well, most of us of a certain age, sat at SummerSlam 92. Or we could just fucking put the DVD on and we can see. It ain't it ain't SummerSlam '92. It don't look like SummerSlam '92. It don't sound like SummerSlam '92. Mm. Um, it's just so obvious. It's so, and it's embarrassing. And when when you went after SummerSlam '92 the next day on Wikipedia, I think that had a very bad taste for people. And, and I honestly think that they'll really struggle, really, really struggle with the next one. Well, the the production value was fucking terrible on the day. The way that the, the, the show was put on was fucking terrible. I had my phone out, right? There was stuff going on in the ring and stuff going on all around. There was like the pre-show and that shit going on. I was watching it on my phone and they had nothing on the big screens in the middle of like, right, we're here at Wembley and blah, 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 blah. The fucking production was piss poor. And we felt that they sort of took the piss out of the English fan base, just sort of like, you know, assumed that because it was a big wrestling event in Wembley that everyone's just going to go there and they can put on whatever show they wanted to and everyone would just lap it up, wouldn't it, Jay? It was just like... Well, I mean, the, the best bit was putting on a Fulham ad, you know, to try and sell tickets to their cup game against Spurs. <laughs> like, yeah, got the, the hugest booms, like... <laughs> like what, what did you... Were you shocked by the card? Like, did you... When they announced Wembley Stadium, did you have an expectation for what you thought the card would be. Did you think they would, like, no pun intended, go all out? Yeah. With a, with a, with a monster, with a wrestle, with their equivalent of a WrestleMania like type card? It should have been. Well, it yeah, should have been, Billy. It should have, it should have been yeah. Os, Osprey and, uh, not, uh, sorry, Osprey and Omega. It should have been. 
that's the one that's the one they were building to that's the one they they you know they bring up I, and it's, it's their, their favorite thing yeah i i used to think actually punk omega i think they should have fucking squashed that shit well, they could have done they, yeah they but we that. that's what we said we said that they, they should have gone there. yeah they should have gone punk omega they and they should this is but this is a thing tony khan hasn't got a pair of testicles he should have said this is our fucking big show i don't give a fuck who's chris, going chris on he was whatever. in fear for his life man come on I know he feared for his life, but at the end of the day, he should have had some bollocks and said, I don't give a fuck what's going on. This is my show. It's the biggest show we're ever going to do or ever have done. Squash the beef. We need to make some fucking money. money We need to to draw. When when you're paying out a combined $8 million a year to those two particular people that we're talking about, and they can't... Listen, we pay you $3 million. We pay you $5 million. Fucking you you two are going to wrestle each other. Fucking like that, A, bro. Yep. Like it's, 100%. It's... We, we've said this a hundred through the whole time leading up to Wembley. They should have had something like the Bucks and fucking Kenny Omega against FTR and fucking Punk as the main event. That that should have been what happened. And he should have turned around to the Bucks and said, this is our biggest show. You want to be on it. You're not doing that fucking, you, you know, get on Instead, it. Instead, we got Adam Cole as the main event. Yeah. Yeah, just imagine like, so... I, I, I work for the um, sports for work for sports gambling podcast, and obviously, um, you can imagine. I mean, it's not a knock on them, so it's a knock on all podcasts actually. Like the the part that listeners don't like the most are the are the ad reads, right? Because obviously, you know where they're going to be in the middle of the show and the start or whatever. And um, you know, I sometimes get these messages: "Oh, why are there so many ads? Oh, why are there so many ads on the show?" So, can you imagine? I contacted, like, I emailed my the people that are paying me and said, "Yeah, I get these emails, and actually, I'm not going to read the ads anymore. Um, I'm not. Gonna... Where, what what would happen to me? Like, like, no matter how good I was at my job, if I just said to them, yeah, you know, the way you get paid to do the show and the way you pay me, yeah. I'm not going to do that bit. So, uh, so I'm not going. To, I'm going to do the show. I'm happy to do the show every week." But I'm just not going to read the ads because I don't feel like it. It's not. It's not a conversation, is it? No. <laughs> because that. Because because anybody that pays you to do anything, that is the that's the contract. I I say and you do. Yeah. I don't understand how that broke down and where and where there was any choice in this matter for for the young bucks and Kenny Omega. And look, and, look, and look where we are now. Like, how do you? How do you justify the choices that you made in that situation were correct? Like, 100%. Look, look at look at Punk's sales on, and look at the ratings and look at the YouTube, look at the merchandise, and look what you have over there. What's what is Omega and I don't even know what Omega and Young Bucks are doing on television at the moment. Are they? Is it Omega and a tag team with Chris Jericho? Yeah, yeah the Bucks are taking time off. As soon as fucking Punk went over to the other side, them took yeah. time off, and they're they, like, they no, did we're... their they did their celebration in the ring after Punk was fired, and yeah, they they might have worked a couple of matches here and there, but yeah, they're off TV, and Omega's working again. They went to Canada, Omega the Canadian, and they can't sell these things. They can't sell out, you know, Copeland and Christian main event in a show. They can't sell it out. They can't in Montreal. Montreal's a wrestling hotbed, right? And they're both Canadians. It's Edge yeah, and Christian going back like, home. It should have been something. Unreal. They can't fucking book fuck all. 
I, I've been going on the fight app and been putting on dynamite and been scrolling to when I see Christian on TV and watching and picking out Christian's bits for a couple of months. Um, Cause yeah, like there are, there are things I want to watch. I, I, I still am interested in MJF just cause it's a character I've invested in, in the last five years. Uh, I don't particularly, this is definitely not his best stuff. <clears throat> Um, I just, I, I, with with what's out there in the free market, I just can't see how the devil reveal is going to be a winner. Um, I really don't. I, I think Adam Cole would be massively underwhelming if it's him. And I don't know. Same with Jack Perry. Yeah. Same with, same with Jack Perry. Same with if they sign Mr. Farley. Same with if they sign Dolph Ziggler. Well, Jack Perry has no heat now. Any heat he had is gone. Yeah. Like nobody cares about him anymore. I quite like Jack Perry before all of you this know, craziness, but interesting person it would fucking be would be Shard Khan. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I mean, it could be Tony Khan. At this point, I wouldn't put yeah, it past him. It could be his. He's finally he's. People are saying it's Wardlow, isn't it? People are saying it's Wardlow because of the boots. Why? Why would it be Wardlow? What's like, but what's the what, point? Yeah. They blew. They blew everything with Wardlow. You know, yeah. he had this big chance at being, you know, a babyface, like a big character, and they, and they, they blew it, and it's a shame. I mean, I, I honestly, I'm, and I'm not exaggerating. If it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? <laughs> if it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he and he signed with AEW, they would be drawing less than a million the second week yeah. after. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I, they they can't hold a million people. If if he was the devil and he was cleared and he was fit to have a a run, and he was having it there, like he still it, it wouldn't last. There's there's that there's nothing they can do at this point. It's just the structure of the show, the repetitive nature of it, the formula, and everything uh, and everything that and everything that they cater, everyone that they cater to that small group and that refusal to go out and 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 say hey. We got you over here. Like we've got you. Let, let's have a look and see who else that we can that we can reel in. The refusal to to do that is just I just I don't understand what that will kill is. him in the end. That will kill him in the end. I think because once the TV rights, they're not getting as much money for the TV, you know, and no, you know, and then the houses go down low to a certain point. It will kill the company in the end. It will. It's got to. Yeah, it's just. I just, I just don't, I just don't get it. I, I don't get the reluctance to do it. Like, you, you, you built the whole company around your wrestling observer readers, so you, you are always going. Look, if anybody watches Dynamite, right, or Collision, look at the numbers for those shows and go, okay, this is the bottom. This is the core audience. These mm. are, so these are never ever going to leave us. These, these four hundred thousand people. So you're safe there. Yeah. So, then that's when you, and, and then you have those 300, 350, 400 that are like, you know, maybe, maybe precarious, maybe not. Maybe people just, maybe just they DVR people or they just don't want to watch wrestling on a Saturday or whatever, or one showing up is, or one, one showing up with recaps is enough. That's fine. But you've got to go out and do something to get those, those, those other people. And for me, it's, it's a very easy fix. Like I, I could, Maybe not think I wouldn't make. I don't think I could make AW competitive with WWE, but I could certainly help them lose less money if they if they 
if they were just willing to say that we're number two. And the first thing is, is to say you're number two, not publicly, but just internally and say, OK, as a number two company, <clears throat> what, what are the things we do to improve? Number one, we buy a television facility. We stop trying to sell tickets. We stop trying to bring, pouring uh, this around. We stop trying to travel this equipment all over the place. We just spend one one fee, whether it be, you know, $20, 30000000 million on a building um, in, in Jacksonville or in Orlando or wherever, and we own it like the WWE owned the Performance Center or, or Full Sail or, 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 or wherever. But, yeah. And we shoot and we just go there every single week and we fill it up and it looks full and it sounds good and we save money because we own the building. We paid it once and for the rest of the time, um, it's full every single week. We have no more costs. All we do is we collect on merchandising or we could even we could sell tickets to it, but just for like ten dollars or whatever. And um, and that's the first thing we do. We So we own a television facility and we have a sold out, a full dynamite every single week. And we don't pay that million dollars for equipment because it's already in there, right? So that's number one. Number two, I'm firing 50 people or, or, or at least 30. Like at least 30. if you're going to do that many shows, you've got to you've got to get rid of 30 people because then you're forced to put them on television. And there's, there's people that just don't belong on television. Like they, they, their time is done or it hasn't worked for them or they're not over. So, so you cut your costs that way. And it makes the TV product better as well because it gives you time to actually invest in the people that you have left. So you fire 30 people, you buy a television facility, and the third and final thing is you go after the mainstream audience. Um, you you try, you bring in people, um, you bring in television writers with TV ideas, um, fresh thinking, fresh thinking people, new fresh faces who are trying to connect with the, the mainstream audience, people that understand what's fresh on TikTok, what's fresh on YouTube, what's fresh on Instagram, what the new modern day trends is, how, how we bring in um, the 13 to 18 year olds, which AW don't have, they don't have any at all. Um, how we bring in girls, how we bring in boys, how we bring in teenagers, how we get this, how we get this show, how we maintain an adult theme on certain parts of the show, but how we also could possibly get seven to seven to twelve year olds watching the first hour of Dynamite, or or maybe watching our Saturday show, and perhaps moving it into a more family friendly time slot uh, and at least having a show for that because even if you got one show for one people one show for the other overall your audience grows just you see what i mean because if you have it if you have it it's just it's, the, these aren't even oh, i lost you for a second um the, these aren't even good ideas they're basic ideas they're common sense ideas well, it's a lot like yeah. wwf mania isn't it you know saturday morning it was you yeah. know it, it had a... about an actual taped show a, yeah. a, a taping that doesn't say prick fuck and and and, and yeah. people don't bleed on every show there's um, something else something else we, we we brought up on the show it's a few weeks ago and we, we did we put put it out of, like everywhere else like aw needs to be you know it needs to be cool it's not it's not cool like, when when yeah. people like Meltzer and alvarez and you know sap and all that are talking about how great AEW is you realize these guys are not cool in the slightest. Like no. this does not make AEW cool. It might seem cool to, you know, a certain group of people, like I said, these people that were at Wembley, the different vibe and all that, but they are not the people that you are looking for. You're looking for new people. You're looking for, for this thing to seem 
like it's something people actually want to watch. And yeah, those guys don't make it cool. And that, this is the thing: like there was a conscious effort in the in the uh, uh, early nineties in order to bring Marvel and DC and just the whole comic book genre away from um, stinky people in sleeping bags that, that wait outside conventions and and come and try to get their action figures and trading cards signed. Like the the comic book genre tries to move away from these people, but wrestling doesn't. We see crowd shots of fucking pigs basically in the crowd all the time. And it's like, why are you shooting that? Like, why are you trying to catch this guy crying or this guy acting for the camera? Like these fucking idiots putting their hands on their heads. And it's like, okay, cool. Like they're reacting to it, but you know, you might've been able to spend a hundred dollars. I mean, I know that they do bring in, that they do have like um, people that they give free tickets to. I know that, um, what are they called? Seat fillers. I know AEW yeah. use seat fillers uh, for pay per view. So surely the people sometimes when people register and are approved for seat fillers and they're going to get paid for that, um, some of them will be attractive girls. You want to actually have them in tune and say this is going to happen on. The, just tell them this is going to happen on the show. Um, when when this happens on the show, we we want your reaction and we're going to film you. Look, always look behind Michael Cole and Corey Graves or whoever's commentating. They always put a couple of birds behind them all the time. It's not, not a fucking accident. Well, they used to like, do it with JR on the King. Yeah, of course they did. They're doing the it it's not an accident. They didn't get there by accident at all. Sometimes it's wrestlers' wives or certain or certain girlfriends or whoever or whatever rats they're smashing. Rats, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not it's and, and WWE are aware of that. Tony Khan's just clueless. Because he doesn't have the experience, because he's making all the decisions, and because he's the only fucking billionaire who's not fucking women. Um, yeah, I just I think there's a lack of understanding as to how that works, which is why it needs another person. It needs to yeah. say, "Hey, you're not cool, but this is what is cool. Like hot girls are cool, and it's okay to to you know, for them to have big tits out, like, uh, you know, to have a massive, to show their cleavage on TV. It's okay to sexualise some of the people on, like, you know, Paige is doing nothing on there. She can't even move in the in-ring. the in -ring. Why don't we get her into something where a couple of blokes are fighting over her or, or whatever? Like, well, you I mean, know. They, you know, they've got Sky Blue on there with people online, uh, you know, certain aspects of it are saying about, you know, uh, this, that and the other, but they, you know, they don't really push... They, like you say, they don't, they don't, they never go, they never do anything well. They never do it. The other meaning they want to eat out her arsehole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah, exactly. And they're not, other than obviously what she wears herself. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, it's just a case of everybody's out there wrestling. Julia Hart's out there wrestling. That's a, Young, a really young girl, you could have done something with. Sky Blue's out there, she's wrestling. Paige can't move, but she's wrestling. Or she's standing out there doing L signs in her head. What Tony Storm is doing is, is good, but um, that's what I mean. It's just, everybody's just wrestling. There's no ideas for for anybody at all to like to do anything else. There's, it's almost like that's the thing. Like wrestling, wrestling's gone too woke, and it's actually the one thing out there that could have actually survived not going because wrestling's defense could have been well how can we go woke we 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 are a carny 
we are we are a carny sport. We are it's, we are predetermined. Yeah, we date back to our history. Is this? Um, we can't get away from our history. Wrestling had all the excuses to thrive in a woke world by being the sole survivor, being of, the escape from it. Yeah, exactly. And it didn't. It went. It 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 followed with the bullshit for the rest of the world. And it could have been escapism, and it could have benefited from being escapism. Um, obviously, in the WWE's case, it's harder um, because obviously you have commercial interests and that, and you and you and you're on the stock market, or whatever. But for AEW, it's no excuse to be this bad. There's there's, there's no excuse. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I totally get the point. Like, you could, you know, CJ Perry, Lana, whatever you want to call it, like, you know, she's managing whatever. Like, she's a a perfect example. It's eye candy. She could go out there and do things, but now she's in a in a weird story where she's managing Andrade and Mira's unhappy about it. It's like this isn't, you know, we weren't really, you know, they're not paying it. They shouldn't be paying it to act. <laughs> well, like they <laughs> they paid that other fucking Doris, uh, matey boy's mum, to hit uh, Edge or Christian with the belt, and she oh, was so yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. terrible at acting. She was like you know, telegraphing that she was going to hit Edge the whole fucking time. It never looked like she was going to hit Christian. Not once. Terrible. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's shit. But, <laughs> you know, we, we are where we are, I suppose. Yeah. Billy, before we let you go, mate, because, you know, you're, you're, you're tired, we're tired, like... Mate, you, you're a fucking soldier, Bill. You come on here, you're warrior. like, yeah, you know, I ain't really got that long. You fucking <laughs> soldiered through, mate. We really appreciate you. You're a fucking legend, bro. That's I haven't done any wrestling for a couple of weeks, so yeah. Amazing. I have to do my own show after this. Oh shit! Oh, fuck it, Sorry, man. Right, no. we'll let you go, bro. We're we'll gonna you gonna go. What did you want to? What did you want to do? Uh, like I said, a couple more questions. Uh, you're obviously going to the Royal Rumble. Uh, are you going to Berlin or France? No, I I saw that and just some I I. I this is a controversial take, but I don't want WrestleMania to to come here uh, to to the UK. I enjoy my getaway. It's my, yeah. my my my. I enjoy my annual getaway. Like it's not my fault that other people can't afford it. Like that's like we shouldn't be doing things. Like people shouldn't. It shouldn't be a case of oh, I want WrestleMania here because I can't afford to go over there. Okay. That's your reason, but affordable WrestleMania doesn't affordability doesn't come into it for for me. It's like I want Wrestle I I don't want WrestleMania here because I want my holiday. I can get a pay per view here. It's called Money in a Bank. It can be Survivor Series. It can be Cash <coughs> at the Castle. It could be whatever. Like it could be you know do the fucking Royal Rumble here because we've got the Royal Family. I don't care. But WrestleMania is my annual Easter holiday where I go to America for a week and eat shit and fucking waste money shopping, which I, which by the way is now just the same stuff at the same price. Uh, it's not, <laughs> not what it used to be. Like, you know, you yeah. can get, fuck me, these Air Maxes aren't coming out for a year. No, it's not that anymore. It's the same shit, but it's the same, it's the same price. So the shopping's not what it was. But my point is, is that, yeah, I, I, I wherever it would, wherever it may be, like, um, you know, last year, last year I went to Nashville. I've I've been to New Orleans, Detroit, 
never, I would never go to Detroit unless wrestling was here. Why would I? But like, you know, it takes you to different places. So uh, I don't want WrestleMania here. Uh, that, that's just my, that's my, my take on it. So when, when you get the, those, those other pay-per-views here, and I think to myself, uh, it, do, it does nothing for me that it's on the doorstep because I'm already going uh, abroad. And then when you actually, the only benefit of it would be if it was very local or if it was cheaper and you'd be like, oh, I only have to pay 200 pounds to go to the show, whatever. The fucking tickets for Berlin were like a thousand dollars or thought that they were WrestleMania prices for a pay-per-view where I don't see that much stuff happening. So yeah, I was interested in Leon and I was interested in Berlin. I still could see myself maybe going to Leon. Uh, because it is quite close. Um, but I'm not going to pay thousands of pounds to go to a show when I could go, I could go to SummerSlam, which is around the same time as Berlin. Um, it would be a normal price ticket. And to, so the price, the price of the ticket and a flight to SummerSlam would be the same as the ticket to Berlin. What event is going to be more event, more eventful? I would assume SummerSlam. And then you look at where would I rather be? Would I rather go to Berlin and be around a bunch of Germans or would I rather go to America where I like going? I like the fucking junk food and just generally like, you know, the, the most, in most states, the weather's going to be good at that time of year. So, yeah, I just, for me, it just doesn't, it doesn't have that mass appeal. Um, it, it's not, it's not a big deal to me. I, I go anyway um, to, to like, I, I, I even like the other, I was, I was thinking about even going to the Garden on Boxing Day uh, because the flights to New York on Boxing Day are two hundred eighty-one pound. Okay, so yeah, I was, I was considering it today. I was talking to my mate about it, so I, I might, I may or may not do that. But for me, I have no qualms about getting on a plane and, and going to watch something in the US. But that's just for me. If if affordability is your thing, I can understand why you'd want it in the UK. But if affordability is your thing. Um, it's not that Berlin's not for you and Leon because if, if you're thinking, oh, I'll go to Berlin, I'll go to Leon, please don't. Please, if you really want to scratch that WWE itch, go get yourself to SummerSlam or something proper because there's no way you should be able to justify paying for Berlin the same prices for Berlin and Leon than you, than you could to go to SummerSlam. You, you could have just gone to the recent Survivor Series for $170 for a really good seat. And your flight to Chicago would have cost you £400. And you would have seen CM Punk come back. You're going to see nothing in Berlin. So, no, I just I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know, I don't... man. We got, we got a pretty cheap deal for Berlin. <laughs> what'd you get? How would you get them? Um, what about what 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 for the event? For the event, I can't remember. It was, uh, it was a couple hundred quid or something like that. Like, But it was the, the, the prospect of the cheap flight and the hotel, which made it like so much like suits, like really appealing. Yeah, yeah. And... Oh, I, I get that, but you can get a cheap flying hotel to most states in America as well. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to the Royal my my flight and hotel combination for um, the US is, and my son's included as well. I only paid nine hundred for both of us, and I've got and I've got four nights in a hotel and two flights for that. Yeah, yeah it's decent. And, my, and our Rumble tickets were three hundred dollars each. So the whole thing overall has cost me 1,200, about 1,200, 1,250 pounds. The other thing is, but my missus ain't letting me go to America on my own anymore. So 
<laughs> she wants oh, to be a part of it. She wants to, you know, like those things you're saying, like, you know, going there, dr- eating junk, drinking all them, you know, them crazy drinks and, you know, doing all that stuff. Like, she wants well, to, yeah. Tampa strip clubs are naughty. Like, they have the least, they have the nicest, they have nice, nice women and very, very loose rules, I'll just say. So, <laughs> looser, than, looser than Bourbon Street. <laughs> Well, mate, what what else can we say? We've, Bill, we we cannot express our gratitude enough. Oh no, coming I, on like, I you know, from- damn, Chris. I know Chris was like super psyched when I told him that you no, were coming but, on. I I always love it when Billy comes on <laughs> because it, we 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 get what we get what we always want to get, which is someone who's honest, who's passionate, gives a fuck. And and doesn't give a shit about what other people think. You know behind you there. Do you know behind you there, right? Yeah. Uh, two orange in your house tapes. Yeah. Is that um? The, the Undertaker's head twice. Is that Ground Zero and Hell in a Cell that they use the same head headshot for on the side? No, it's no, it's two of the because I've got a double on that one. I managed to just somehow get two of them. Oh, so... it's Okay. Yeah, so it, but no, it's um the other one is yeah, Revenge of the Taker. Uh, Fucking hoarding again, Chris. Huh? You're you're hoarding again, brother. I I, I managed Revenge, to get... Revenge of the Taker's one before, so you've got them in order. Yeah, I thought you had to. Yeah, yeah, of course. I... Yeah, no, yeah, I've got them in order. Yeah, um, just yeah, idiot. Red one is what final four. Which one? Just before Revenge of the Taker, the red ones in your house thirteen final four. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good shit, man. Yeah, final four. Yeah, it's um, it, it for me the VHSs are are, are there because I've got a load of WCW ones and I've got all my ECW ones up there. You'll really like. What I got. Yes, mate. Love it. Bill, Billy's on a wonder. Yeah, mate. Love it when he goes <laughs> on the wonder. Yes. Oh, shit, that's a rumble. That's ninety two, yeah, and it's signed, signed by Ric Flair. Well. Is that Ric Flair? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck's sake, bruv. 92 signed by Flair. Yeah. Wow. Did, okay, you I, that, I, did you get that done in Nashville? Yeah, I've got two things signed that day. Look, these oh. two pieces. Oh, Mate, got I've got... Galoob as well. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know. Oh, dear. Well, I've got my Flair. Yeah. I've got I've my... Anything for wrestling, but I just put it on in the... Like, the yeah, tour. I've got my Flair there, but it, unfortunately, it's not signed. <laughs> well, you better hurry up because I don't know. I, I don't know. He seems to he seems to outlive everyone. So it's true, Phil, man. He's it's gonna, true. He's going to have another last match at this rate. Fucking hell. Well, uh, to, uh, at this point, that's the only reason I'm going to go to Wembley uh, to see AEW to try and get older Ric Flair and get him to fucking sign my figure in the car park. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be chasing him down, mate. I'll be, I'll be helicoptering trying to get his attention. I will off the air. I'll give you the hotel. <laughs> no, <it's our> son. <laughs> we, my son got um my son got punk in there nice yeah, nice man. all right dude mate honestly again a pleasure to have you on your fucking ledge every time you come on you never disappoint and um you know we're just thankful that we've managed to grab you bro um yeah. you know um, super cool everyone get, get just listen to billy that's all you got to do fuck all these other guys that are consistently wrong listen to billy if you're going to pay a fiver or pay whatever to listen to anyone, 
give Billy your money and also you'll be able to get some good betting tips and make a few bob as well. Yeah, so the, my betting podcast is lock is lock betting. Um, you can search both of these and the additional content. So people are finding it's hard for some reason, like, but because it's a new concept. But on Apple Podcasts, for your subscription content, you just need to subscribe by clicking the right right subscribe button, and then you. So if it says there subscribers only, instead of going to Patreon or anything like that, immediately on your phone, just right click it, and you can start hearing the content. So the Dirty Sheets podcast is the wrestling stuff. Um, I put up written versions of the content as well at the dirtysheets.com. Um, sometimes we do, we just put, we chuck the audio into both places if I don't want to do the write-up. If it's a long story, which requires a lot of explanation, then the audio will go into two places. So you don't need to go, basically, you don't need to subscribe to both. You can either go to the dirtysheets.com or you can just go to the Dirty Sheets podcast and on Apple Podcasts, you can immediately subscribe. So if you haven't got Apple Podcasts, and you are one of these people, these weird people that don't have an iPhone, um, then just go to the, the dirtysheets.com, which is a, basically a Patreon account. So you'll right. get. Uh, yeah. So lockbetting.com, dirty sheets. Billy. The dirty sheets. The dirty sheets. Yeah. The dirty sheets. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. Billy, have a banging Christmas. Enjoy MSG if you go. Like, man, we're so, so thankful for you, for you joining us. Take care, man. Cheers. No worries, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, Dave. All right. Wow. So there you have it. <laughs> that was meant to be half hour. Yeah, it was meant to be half hour. Every every time he comes with he comes with that fire. You know what I mean? So it, it this is the thing. You can say a lot of things that you you know people say a lot of stuff about Billy, but when it comes to wrestling, he knows what he's talking about. And when it comes to you know even you know. We've spoke about Tony Khan giving us a job, yeah, to, to sort the company out. Can you imagine us two and Billy taking Jeez. control of AEW? Uh, we hurt a lot of feelings, bro. Sweet Lord. <laughs> and even then, like, on the level, Billy's just a fan. Of course. And, you know, we're thankful that Billy's given us his time to let the, let the rest of you guys see that. And, this, this, is, yeah. this is the thing. You you can't fault you can't fault him. You know he, he, every time you know we don't have him on every week because he's got his own podcast. He's doing he's he's doing you know bits and bobs. But whenever he can spare a bit of time, he comes on and has a chat with us. You know, and he's been very busy this last couple of days. Let's just put it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he still jumped on and he's he he he's smashed it. Um, you know. So again. <laughs> What can we say, mate? That that was that was fire. Um, you that know, was wild. So yeah. Wild. So what else can we say? We have to thank. You know, we're talking about ad reads and stuff. We'll thank Surfshark, of course, for sponsoring this of video. Course. Yeah. Eighty-three percent off plus three free months when you sign up with Surfshark VPN. If you look in the description, don't forget to click the link for, you know. Our WWE affiliate link thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I'm I'm tired. It's 1 a.m. I mean, can you still get the Ico Pro um winner stuff on Redbubble or is it you just can the indeed. other? It's still yeah, there. you can get that. So you can get one of these. 
Um, you know, you can get a vest if you want to squeeze into that schmedium vest. Swole, you get um, me? You want to look swole in the, in the schmedium tea? Take some thirst traps. Maybe I'll do some thirst traps in a vest. Yeah, bro. Should have done it like whilst I was away. Do but that. <laughs> Man can do that still. Yeah. Uh, what else can we say? If you're watching, of course, on YouTube, hit the subscribe and like button. If you're listening, you know, five stars a rate or whatever or spotify well, like even. nine yeah. and a half star yeah give us a five star in the tokyo dome that's right yeah we're give not us five stars and some dome we're not charging you five dollars five pounds whatever to listen to us and do that like we just we you know not our thing that's right but what else can we say mate that was it was just fun and you know as you said, I was genuinely excited when Bill, every time we we get older Bill, because we, you know, again, it the 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 it's disclaimer real. is always, you know, the 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 thoughts and opinions of our guests are not necessarily the thoughts and opinions of Chat Grapple and Cheap Pots podcast. Might agree on yeah. some stuff, we might disagree on other stuff, but the fact is, it's a fucking wrestling podcast, and when it comes to wrestling news, you don't get much better than Billy. And I will argue that until the cows come home. And we argue that until the cows come home. You can't, you don't get much better than Billy Barty for wrestling news and information. He's on the button all the time. And if, and if you say he ain't, you're fucking lying. Yeah. That's uh end off. <laughs> so let's wrap this up. Wrap let's it. say thank you to everyone that's watching. Thank yep. you to everyone that's listening. If you need to talk to anyone right now, our DMs are open. Hit it up. We will listen, chat, do whatever you want to do. It's December. It's that time of year. Damn. Merry Christmas, everyone. If we don't see you before then or speak to you before then, have a great time. Have a wonderful time. I am JB, the man sitting next to me, the best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts. All of them. Mr. Chris Dredd, the Raz <laughs> Prince. Wrestling podcasts. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next time. Peace.